other guy oh that guy the actual podcaster i'm sure he'll be looking for work soon Maybe we can... <laughs> well number one we don't pay actually <laughs> we could totally pay him in insulin he'd probably accept that <laughs> nice yeah. sweet medicare insulin That's right. free for the taxpayer in australia just loan him our medicare card for a month that's that. That's like worth about ten thousand dollars in america like i'm not even joking <laughs> no it probably is <laughs> Come out here, Cody. Work for us. All the free GP visits you ever want. Well, not free, but, you know, you get a bit of money back. All the cut-price GP visits you could ever want. Go to the doctor. If you've got a sniffle, go to the doctor. If you skin your knee, go to the doctor. You can go to the doctor whenever you like out here in Australia. As long as you have, like, you know, 50 bucks. Think of the luxury, Cody. It's almost like a bribe in Australia. All of this could be yours. And all you have to do is fly over here, abandon your wife, and edit the podcast for us. He has a he has a child as well. Oh, a child too now. Yeah. Oh, fancy boy. Oh, <laughs> having a wife's not good enough. He needs a child too, huh? <laughs> to be fair, I think the I think the child was kidnapped. Typical Americans. <laughs> Always wanting more. <laughs> this this is actually based off a real conversation we had before the show, which went something along the lines of what was that intern's name? Was it Cody? Because we were, meant to, we were trying to remember the name of our fictional dead intern. And Rob genuinely thought for a second it was Cody. I just, I, I remember, look, this might be... It started with C. This is not kind, but I, I thought it was, yeah, I knew it started with C and I thought it was like a typical American name. So I went with Cody. Cody? or Because to me, Cody is like the most, one of the most American names you can have. Yeah, there's, there's like a Cody, Brad and Dakota. Yes. Dakota? They're, they're like the most American names I can think of. Imagine if we called, named our kids after states like western australia come over here western australia g'day queensland how's it going i'm a boy that's it never give up i suppose victoria is actually a name it is victoria it's a terrible one, name but that, sure that's the only one that works right tasmania i'm gonna call my son tasmania <laughs> tasmania bailey <laughs> it's got a kind of ring to it i don't know i don't mind i hate it okay so tas the tasmanian devil May come after you with a copyright claim <laughs> on that one. Sued by Warner Brothers. I don't want Taz coming after me, man. That guy sounds like a. I don't know if you. I don't know if you've seen the cartoons, but he's a bit dangerous. <laughs> he's a bit of a wild card. <laughs> I think. I think I remember. Like not. I think I remember seeing the Tasmania cartoon. Yeah. From the nineties. Mm. The end. Oh my god, Tasmania! I forgot about that. Like that. <clears throat> it was a real thing. Come to Tasmania. Yeah. Yeah, you've unlocked something in my mind. Yeah, and. I'm pretty sure, like, everyone else was normal, except Taz was, like, they they played it out like he had a mental illness or something like that. He was, like, ADHD or something. And he was, he was just, like, spinning around, causing all this yeah. trouble. And his dad's, like, patting him on the back, going, there's a good boy, son. I don't, I don't know why you do this. It is. That's how I remember that show. I could be wrong. I was just thinking but... about Taz is just a really, really troubled guy with Tourette's. He just wants to make friends. <laughs> 
Oh, I, I think I like I, this is how I perceive the cartoon. I didn't really watch the cartoon particularly deeply. Deeply. Dee Dee. I didn't. I didn't watch it. Dee Dee with Dee Dee against Dee Dee. There was no Dee Dee involved. Dee Dee missed out on that except one. my Dee Dee baby. Yeah. That's a double D. That's why I call it Dee Dee. Oh. Oh, losing it, AC. She, she no, wants to Dee Dee. Taz. Going back to okay. Going back to Taz. Topic. Going back to Tasmania. <laughs> Wasn't it weird that like I, th- I think they kind of said that he was he had like they the way it was presented yeah it seemed to me like the rest of the characters thought he had Down syndrome <laughs> oh here comes Taz that's but, be nice to him but they yeah they were accepting of his uh of this his, his particular yeah his mental uni- fortitude his unique yes his unique his unique disposition in life yeah. It's just me. And that's just, how I remember. I could be completely wrong. Did but they that's do just, like zero research on Australia? <laughs> did they just not? I just feel like there's nothing in that Look, show that was even I mean, so go, remotely like Australia. If you go down to Tasmania, there's probably going to be a few people like that. Maybe more than the average person in Australia. Just a guy on the street corner going, <laughs> <laughs> just spinning around in circles. That's just Steve. <laughs> Steve's, Steve's a local preacher, actually. He's a Bible thumper. He's the Archbishop of, Tem- of, fucking, of the Tasmania. What's the, what's the capital? Hobart. Hobart. There we go. Hobart. You don't even know the capital of Tasmania. Tasmania. I could have said Bismarck and you were gone. Yep, that's it right there. That's it. Yeah. See, see, what a lot of Americans or people outside of Australia don't understand is that the original name for... Um, for Tasmania was actually Van Diemen's Land. That's right, yeah. And that is a, such a much better and cooler name. Like, if I was forced to live in that uh, prison island, because let's face it, that's what it is, that yeah. inbred prison island, <laughs> uh, I would definitely be on the front foot, running for government, saying we need to change the state's name back to Van Diemen's Land. It does have a ring to it. It does. And the whole of Australia was going to be called New Holland. Uh, no, it was called, well, kind of. It was... The land mass was called New Holland, yeah. but back then, with the Dutch in charge of, like, you know, a third of the ocean, everything was called New Holland. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And it's all New Amsterdam. Yeah, and then when the, the English kind of settled it and mapped and charted it, they kind of went, this is the colony of New South Wales. Mm. And that was the eastern half. And yeah, then it kind of right. split off into different colonies, and which eventually became states. And then some mooches called Western Australia came on board. Yeah. Yeah. Nice that's all right. They're just better not take our minerals, though, AC. <laughs> They're taking our minerals and selling them right now. As long as we get the profits. The sweet, sweet profits. That's, that's <laughs> what Australia's all about, baby. Sweet, sweet profits. The East Coast it's basically just, like, filtering everything from the rest of the country. <laughs> we love it, though. Oh, I mean, there's not a lot of, like... <clears throat> Australia is very big, but there's not a lot, like... It's not like America where there's three, 300 million people. No. There's like five people here. You know that I, I heard that like America has like 20% of the world's cattle or something like that. Yeah. Like some I, some crazy percentage. And I was just thinking how fertile that country is. Because our landmass is like equal to, if not bigger than the continental United States. It's slightly smaller. Yeah. and like Ever we, so slightly. But we just, yeah, there's no way that we could sustain that kind of... Well, uh, no, because it's mostly desert. Well, we've got, we got a lot of snakes and spiders that need that space AC. We need the... <laughs> We've got to get rid of the poisonous okay. animals. Okay, so are you, going to, are you going to go in there with cattle and try and evict the spiders and snakes? I'm saying we farm spiders and snakes. Okay, I'm and with you. Drop them on foreign countries. 
dot 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 profit. I, well, I mean, that's basically how every American war's gone for the past fifty years. Sure. Could you imagine if our army just instead of instead of instead of like dropping bombs and like missiles and stuff on people, we just like unload a crate of fucking funnel web spiders? That would suck. So you know, you're like sitting in a trench in Afghanistan somewhere with your Taliban mates, just to, you know, having a yarn or whatever, and the, a fucking box full of funnel webs lands on. What kind of spiders are these? And we drop information pamphlets in, in Arabic going, Oh, God! <laughs> you don't have to come with one of those... You know those, pa- those pamphlets that everyone had on their fridge when they were kids that was like, This spider is okay. This spider will kill you. Except all of them were like, This spider can kill you except the huntsman. Huntsman's all right. That guy's all right. Everything just, else will, will kill you. It's just a whole lot of red X's. they one green tick down the bottom. Like, this one's okay. Everything else, run. <laughs> run for your life. It's either run or stay very, very still and don't move. <laughs> And you can never remember which one. If you see a snake, it's like, do I run or do I stay still? Or am I just going to, like, die and accept my fate? It's just funny because everyone knows about Australia as this place where there's lots of deadly animals. That's one of the things most people know about this well, country. Yeah. But we should export our deadly animals. <laughs> we, well, you know, but, okay. Okay. I, I get that. But we're not going to create profit unless we, we kind of set up a market first. Yeah, so what we, we need, need to, to do, we, we need to give away some free samples. Okay. okay Let, yeah. Let's box some spiders, some snakes, some mm-hmm. taipans, some, uh, you know, some red belly black, some, some king brown King brown snakes. or two, yeah. A king brown, you know, eastern brown snake. Put him in a box. And just send them randomly all over the world. You know, like the seeds. Remember yeah. how like, people were getting seeds? In Australia? I don't know if people know this, but people were getting seeds randomly in the mail and there was no explanation as to why the seeds are arriving and people think it might have been some sort of weird marketing thing. Yeah. Well, we're going to do that, uh, but with but with snakes. Yeah. So and, you know, and, you know, there are yeah. people who genuinely, like, try and get, like, exotic animals outside yeah. of Australia. That's right. They spend a lot of money and they spend a lot of time to circumvent our, our quarantine system to do that. Yeah, we could just give it away for free. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fuck, have, just, have, have some deadly snakes. You know how people... Okay, I see. Here, I've got, I've got a brilliant idea. Brainstorm session. Okay, right. Okay. Okay, hear me out. Okay, I'm hearing. You know how people... What people love? Well, yep. I don't know if they love it, actually. They might they might hate it. But a thing that exists yep. is those... It's like a mail-order box that comes to your door every month yep. with like some fun nerdy goodies like maybe a Star Wars mug. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know? loot, loot boxes. Yeah, loot boxes, right? Yep. So, okay. hear me out. Uh, Oz boxes, <laughs> toxin box, toxin box, <laughs> or, toxin or, boxins, or um, what's the technical term to- for tox it? Box. venom box? Venom box. Yeah. I, I, I like tox box better. <laughs> tox box. Tox box. What's it gonna be? Who knows? You open it up and you get surprised. Okay, but we gotta have something on the on the on the top that says that says shake vigorously first, <laughs> <laughs> then open uh, and dear. surprise. That's right. It's six white tails and a taipan. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> they need to be kept in different compartments. It's fun. it's fun. And really them. cramped, so they're really angry when they finally get out. That's, that's right. Singing, singing off key to them and stuff. <laughs> um, Just beating the box with a... Like, with a... With a... The drumstick first. <laughs> before you open the box. With oh a deadly typo. Taipan is, like, the most... The deadliest snake, in theory, in the world. I, I say in that, theory... I think that's right. Because uh, I don't... Like, the, the venom will kill you in, like, a matter of seconds, but I don't think anyone's ever really been bitten by one before. Much. Yeah, I feel like it's the... The brown snake is more dangerous just because it's really common and people step on them a lot. And yeah, stuff. yeah. They're, they're, they're prolific. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they, you kind of do see... I, we saw one, like, a couple of years ago. We went back to Western Park. Yeah, yeah. And I almost ran over one. It was just kind of on the in the middle of the road, like Eastern Brown, just kind of doing his thing, chilling. And it's like, oh, you want to... It's like a top 10 deadly snake in the world. Yeah, right? he's like, just on the side of the road. Yeah. He's going, what do you want, fuckers? You're on my road. And it's like, you're not a car. My, my road now. I think we just get complacent here. People don't... People don't... 
realize how easy it is to forget that there's deadly animals around. Like you just, you don't see them much. So you kind of forget about it. You know, it's like, so put it this way. Okay. Americans who are in Australia, who are going, how can, if you're American and you listen to this podcast and you're thinking, how can Australians get to sleep at night with all these deadly animals around them? How can, how can you like live your life like without being in constant fear? Hmm. But here's the thing. Like we get by and we're complacent about it in the same way that you guys get by and are complacent about all the firearms that are out there. <laughs> yeah. Like, you just don't think about it, put it out of your mind, and it's fine. And then you feel safe, even though you're not. <laughs> yeah, or, or you could be a snake handler in Australia, which is the same thing as being like a... Yeah, it's... Sli- a fi- uh, uh, like a firearms owner in America, slightly I guess. Slightly less deadly than being an American school student. <laughs> slightly less dangerous. I mean, if someone put a Glock on you and I pulled out a fucking Eastern Brown, who do you think is going to run first? Who do you think is going to fucking run? This is what I'm saying about the army. You might be able to shoot me. You're not going to shoot my fucking snake. It's like a tank that shoots a snake at you. <laughs> This, this conversation makes me realize how easy it would be to invade America if we wanted to. But then we don't want to. We don't want. We don't we, want. We don't want America. Can you, you fuckers you, keep it. Just invade America and be like, you know what? You can have it. <laughs> you can keep it. We've seen your culture. We were unimpressed. It's just a lot of work. It's a lot of. It's a bit of a fixer-upper, America. You know. There's a lot of um. A lot of paperwork, I'd imagine, taking over that place. <laughs> Uh, they're all freedom this and liberty that. They're, oh, they're just the worst. Oh, yeah, know. but as soon as it comes to snake freedom <laughs> and spider liberties. <laughs> Hear me out. A shotgun full of spiders. <laughs> like, like instead of buckshot, it's just like a cloud of spiders. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not over, I'm not over this. Oh, dear. All yeah, right. We could... We could go on and on. No, we could, I, I mean, we could. We could, we could talk well, I think we could invade just about any country in the world. It's just that, like, we've seen the rest of the world and we don't want it. Yeah, that's right. Why invade the rest of the world when we have the God's the best bloody country in the world, mate? Bloody Australia. Bloody God's, God's green earth. <laughs> Something. It's not green. <laughs> it's not. It's definitely not. The no. lucky country. The lucky country. I well, we're very, we're very lucky. Uh, especially the spiders and snakes. Yeah. They were, they're definitely very lucky. And the lizards. Mm-hmm. Lots of lizards. We do have a lot of lizards. Yeah. Those aren't those aren't as dangerous. There's only a few of them that are poisonous, I think. No, I think... Well, yeah, only a few of them. Oh, oh but they are like the size of a bus. There is that. <laughs> we the crocodiles. <laughs> oh, there's those guys as well. Mm, mm, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good place to live. <laughs> but like... Look, the only reason we're telling you this is because we want to keep house prices down. We don't want anyone else to move here. Oh man, house prices can't get any higher. Though. My my, the, the, my spider landlord is going to evict me soon. <laughs> the spiders actually run the country, and <laughs> we are their tenants. That's the truth. That is that is kind of that is kind of the truth. Mm-hmm. You are listening to episode one hundred and five of Game Life Balance Australia. Um, this is a stream of nonsense, uh, which we didn't realize until we had a production meeting, i.e., lunch at a local cafe. Looked at the episode, episode number and realized, ah, oh, it's divisible by five. It's a multiple of five, if you like. Yep. And that means that things are getting a bit loosey-goosey, AC. Get a little bit cra- a little bit whoa, a little bit way. Well, we were... There was a lot of talk. A lot of talk about what we were actually going to talk about, because we haven't done this in a while. Yes. Uh, someone, <clears throat> someone didn't edit and release the podcast for many, many months last time. Bloody Cody. <laughs> Slacking. <laughs> And when this happens, 
You know who gets who cops all of the abuse, despite the fact that I'm not in charge of this? Me! <laughs> I, I'm the one who cops it from you, all angles. You're the social media manager. Yes! You're the of, brand manager. Which makes no sense, because I hate everyone. <laughs> Relationship... And, I don't know what you call yeah, it. Yes, community. Yes, I, I'm the brand ambassador. <laughs> brand ambassador, Forget. community support. I, uh, I have, you know, I, as, as a brand ambassador, <laughs> I can kill people with diplomatic immunity. <laughs> you can run people down in your car. <laughs> and no it's okay. I'm, I'm a brand ambassador for Game <laughs> Life Balance Australia. It's a, it's a little known podcast. <laughs> put me in jail and I'm going to go oh thank fuck I get away from that podcast finally <laughs> that was your plan to escape can you imagine doing that and they have to like play episodes of this podcast in a court of law <laughs> to prove that it's real I think I get away with the insanity defense at that point oh my god yeah look it might but it might open up other areas of exposure for you in the court other <laughs> yeah. charges might get laid <laughs> that might be true. Well, we're dropping the we're dropping the murder charge, but we're uh, we're going conspiracy a... against the government. That's right. I'm pretty sure it was one of them. <laughs> oh yeah, speaking ill of the dead. What the hell did you say about Scatman John? Scatman. Oh dear, dear Scatman John. Dear dear Scatman John, we missed thee. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Little moment. I don't think he'd be going, oh, he'd be going, <laughs> God, would he go, dude, are you having a stroke? It's like a special heaven for really annoying musicians. It's like, separate to the rest of the heaven, you know? You don't want to, like, wreck other people's heaven. And that's actually hell for everyone else. Everyone yeah. who goes to hell goes to annoying mus- musician heaven. Oh, my God. That's where all the, like, opinionated teenagers go. <laughs> they listen to Scatman John. That's your punishment. Not- <laughs> I'm trying, I'm trying, now I'm trying to think of who else would be in um, in, a, in annoying musician heaven. Oh god! Uh, all right, let's let's make like it has to be like universally panned. Like we can't we can't have our own like you know. Okay, Chumbawamba. Yes, thank you. Yeah, Chumbawamba. Chumbawamba yeah. They might not be dead yet, but I'm willing to make this sacrifice. Definitely an annoying musician. <laughs> They, like, are, they are people who definitely will be going there. Absolutely. Chumbawamba, man. Like, every time I hear that song, it, it grinds my gears. You know you know the irony is that I'm going to shoot them and <laughs> get back up again. And I'm not going to be able to keep them down. <laughs> That's the worst part about Chumbawamba. <laughs> like fucking zombies. Uh, like, and they'll be singing all the time I'm doing that. Yes. And then they'll take my whiskey drink and my vodka drink and my cider drink. <laughs> The only way you can kill Chumbawamba is by cutting their fucking heads off. <laughs> Anything less than that, it just doesn't take. <laughs> they're persistent. We got Chumbawamba, there can be only Chum. That was their second album. <laughs> oh, come on, we all know that Chumbawamba didn't have a second album. <laughs> uh, then we're gonna look this up and find out. No, they're still touring. And they've released like they're releasing albums regularly. Oh yeah! Can you imagine going to a Chumbawamba concert though? Oh, in 2021. <laughs> Can you imagine after they play they play that one song and they're like, "Well, no." <laughs> one of the guys at the back of the band goes, "Let's hear that same song again." Yeah. <laughs> and now we're gonna play something from our new album. <laughs> Actually, I think I, I think I'd go. I think I'd pay to this, go to this concert and boo them just for singing. 
the one song they like. You mean the one song that people sort of know that they've yeah, done? Yeah, yeah, and, and just, get, just 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 like go, hey, everyone on the internet, let's just go to this and just boo them for that song. <laughs> It'll be worth it. Trust me, we can finally boo them for this. <laughs> well, I'm not saying they don't deserve it. Like it's a very irritating song. It is. It's it's probably not their fault. No, it is their fault because they um, wrote the song and performed it. Crazy Frog. That yeah. has to be in there. <clears throat> I don't know Crazy Frog. Well, you're lucky. You must have left. I was out of the country. Yeah. You know, uh, and I just didn't know. There was a whole bunch. I know of Crazy Frog. I've never Mm. actually heard a Crazy Frog. It's just Axel F, but they made it bad. They took Axel F and they ruined it. Wow. Yes. That's um. It's quite a feat. Stupid, stupid frog talking over it. All I know (laughs) is that I, I came back and someone referenced Crazy Frog. I had no idea who it was, and it was a frog with goggles with a penis. Yeah. And I went well. That's right. If, if that if, if that was the height of pop culture that I missed while I was out of the goddamn country, so be it. <laughs> well, there was other things. <laughs> I doubt it. We had a uh, look. Australia doesn't have much culture. I'm trying to think of like early 2000s. I was very tapped out at that point. I didn't pay attention to much. Ah, uh, Tud Thumping. That was the name of the song. The Chumbawamba right, song. Tud Thumping. That was bugging me because we were saying the song and I the couldn't song. remember the name of it. It's the whiskey drink song. It's the yeah. I get up again song. Yeah. Oh god! Hard thumping. That's it. Oh god! I can't. Yeah, yeah. Not not my fave. Not my fave. Is there any who else goes to annoying musician heaven? So like then we're saying they they're good people. They deserve to go to heaven, but they <laughs> don't want them annoying the rest of the guests. So they get their own little soundproofed area. This, this sounds like us. That's where we're yeah, going. That's true. We really are. <laughs> Annoying podcast to heaven. Oh my god, there'd be so many of us. Oh, Except Jesus. we're bad people, so we'd, we'd probably go to Annoying Musician Heaven. <laughs> Be made to listen to Tud thumping a lot. That's right. Yeah, that's our hell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is looking good for us. There's actually, a scene in the, in the Wire, right? This the, the cop show where the the like the the boss of this cop he really hates this cop. He's like, what's you know, if, what, what's, the, what's the least favorite thing you could, you'd ever want to do in the police force? And he tells him, and then that's the job he ends up getting yeah. to punish him. Yeah. So I feel like that's like, the more we talk about the, the music that we hate, we're just giving God ideas for how to punish <laughs> it. So we probably should shut up. Like, I, don't, I really, really hate um, well-produced 90s hip hop. I hate it. I'll strike you down right now. <laughs> and AC doesn't like Aqua. There you go. I think covered. You got your covered AC. Don't worry. Okay. okay all right. All right. I don't know. If, like, it's they're, like they're just they're just going to stick you in a very small like phone booth with uh, vanilla rice for the rest of eternity. Oh boy! I heard you like ninja rap, huh? Listen to this. <laughs> I liked ninja rap when I was ten, and I was an idiot. <laughs> well, now you're thirty nine and an idiot, so you know there's that. <laughs> But I've matured ever so slightly. Ever so slightly. A little bit. Like a fine avocado. <laughs> or a banana. Squishy and brown. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we all do that on the inside eventually, I suppose. Upsetting. <laughs> That's probably the name of this episode of the podcast. Upsetting. All right. We need to move on from this topic. Okay. I think we've squeezed all of the topic we can get from yeah. uh, Annoying Musician Heaven. That's true. We could only think of one, really. That's right. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure I could think of other ones, but... I'm sorry. It was a bad bit. But I tried. I tried. I tried to milk all the goodness out of it. The My comedy. Sharona? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hmm? I think the first time I heard that song, I liked it. Oh, right? The Vapors with Turning Japanese. Yeah. No, that's an annoying song. Yeah. Sure. That'll... Yeah. Kung Fu Fighting. Yeah, it's annoying, but... I reckon I could take those guys. 
With all, with all of their um, their blustering about kung fu fighting, I reckon I could take them. There's definitely a whole lot more. I just can't think of them right now. There's a lot. Right in. Right I was going to say your... Daft Punk are dead. What about them? But they're not dead, are they? They just they just broke up. <laughs> they're not annoying. Well, actually, they are. <laughs> I'm like. <laughs> so here's the thing about Daft Punk they, I'm not saying they don't good, do good music It's just that when you hear their music again You go, oh yeah, that kind of is annoying I just think I've heard that Celebrate song like enough yes. I never want to hear that song again No Yeah I, 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 think we've, I think we've all been there But a lot of bands are like that A lot of bands have that one song Yeah Like uh, Freddie Mercury's Hell Might actually just be Bohemian Rhapsody On repeat over mm-hmm. and over and over again You know they did do other songs. They did a many a good other song, not not just that one. Mm-hmm. So it has been quite a while. Yeah, a lot of stuffs happened. I see a lot of events. I went to do notes today, uh, and I couldn't remember what we've been doing recently. I can't even remember when our last podcast was because it was so long between when it was recorded. I think it was like March or something. Edited and then was actually released. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> I think you've made your point. No, I think it was about March or April when we recorded. So. Was it? Did I talk about my birthday? God. Maybe. I don't know. I don't Let's just so. pretend that I did and everyone knows about my fort. The fact that I'm 40 now and it's all it's it's all 40. Nothing but 40. All, all the way down. You know, they say life 40s. starts at 40, but those people are lying. Oh, my life. Yeah. My, oh, my life ended when I was about 15, I think. <laughs> at least my knees did. I'm waiting for my life to start. I'm expecting any moment. <laughs> This is all. This is all a practice run. <laughs> right, you're you're going to get to about eighty and go. All right, I'm ready for this. Go, oh my heart! <laughs> yeah, oh wait, there's so many things I didn't do. I need to listen to Chumbawamba one more time. <laughs> Won't be getting back up again. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then you go to annoying music. <laughs> Heaven, which is your hell? And they go. Oh, they're playing. Oh, I've heard it now. Can I go? I can't go. Oh, well. Oh, oh dear. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that would... I don't even want to think about what my my perfect hell would be. Uh, yeah. Music... Mm. Musically speaking, or just any any kind of hell? Uh, what would it be? I don't know. What's my least favourite food? And I have to eat that all the time. Um... Uh, what do I really hate? See, I don't, me, you, a, you hate me, but you'd probably eat me. That's the that's the sad truth of it. I'm a fairly easygoing person. There's not much that I hate. Um, th- there are foods I really detest, but I just can't think of any right now. No, oh, well, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, human oh, flesh, fine. baby octopus. If so, if I was forced to eat a big plate of just nothing but like jiggly, horrible baby octopus, a big just dish of it. <laughs> That would be horrid. <laughs> just all wobbling in the plate. like. You know? Oh no, they're still alive. They'll go, it's like, don't eat me, but you have to eat them. <laughs> making a horrible... That's a Japanese That's delicacy, sound. I think. Look, people are welcome to them if they enjoy them, but for me, it's just... It's no, just no, no, there's a... something like eating something while it's still alive. I just don't want to eat the whole of something. You know what I mean? It's a silly thing to think. I don't want to eat a whole animal. Like... Like I'm not I'm not the rancor from Jed- the Return of the Jedi. You know I'm just gonna pick up something. And just I like that with your animal. Like you could have said kill a shark or whale. No, or- no I, went with, I went with the made up. You you went with a rancor. I went with a dumb sci-fi animal because that's my because that's my brain. 
<laughs> you could have gone for Godzilla or something. Jeez. No, yeah, he just got Godzilla eats people whole. Yeah, I would. Well, sometimes he does. Sometimes they got like sometimes you get that like good Godzilla, you know, where mm. they like send him out to fight for us or something. Like that's that's not like Godzilla. I don't, what's the the recruitment ad for that? <laughs> How do they recruit well, King Kong? Like, this is usually like, they get King Kong and they like brainwash him or something, and they send him out to fight for us against. You hate lizards. You hate lizards. He fights like Godzilla or like Gamera. He's just like he's basically <laughs> he's a gun for hire. Just suplexes Gamera. <laughs> <laughs> I, should, I, I haven't watched any of those rubbery monster movies for a long time. Mm, it's been about twenty years for me. I think I, I went through a phase. We all go through a phase. Mm. All film students go through a phase where we watch the big, dumb, rubbery monster movies, mm-hmm. and they're actually a lot more entertaining than you think they are. They're a lot different from what you what's think they are. What's the name of it called? G- G- Kaiju? Kaiju. Kaiju films? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, monster movies. Yeah. And, like, they're, they're, pro- they're, it's, they're, a lot, they're probably a lot better when they're not dubbed into English and, like, kind Look, of edited. They're not, they're not <laughs> great, but they're different from what you think they are. Like, yeah. there's... there's a lot of them don't have as much of the monster in there as you want. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have to like flesh out the plot because, you know, when a monster stomps a town, you know, it's a, it's a guy in a rubber suit stomping through a whole bunch of cities. Models. Yeah. Models. And then once they've done this one, one take, you're like, well, that's our model stomped so, on. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a whole bunch of different shots of like um, the monster's leg or you know, like them looking up at the monster or them being in the control room. And yeah. then you know, what are we going to do? How are we going to fight it? Oh my God, there's two monsters. Maybe we can beat them against each other. Here's the recruitment ad we're going to show to Godzilla. <laughs> That's right. If if you if you kill Gamera, then Tokyo could be yours. <laughs> just like a, sorry, Tokyo. We're really sorry. Just like a, a weird Godzilla Lord Kitchener with a big moustache like, <laughs> pointing at you. <laughs> your planet needs you, Godzilla. You know what Gamera said about your mum? <laughs> <laughs> that's my that's my Godzilla impersonation. It sounds a lot more like the solo guy, but whatever. <laughs> it sounded like yeah, yeah, it did. Or like Chewbacca when when Han gets put in the eye in the ice brick or whatever. When Han stands on his head, he goes. Fuck you! <laughs> I speak excellent Wookie. Yeah, that's what it is, right? It's Wookie, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Yes. I knew a Star Wars thing. See, there you go. Yeah, master yeah. sci-fi yeah. master. That's right, you're cool like me, you know Rancors and Wookiees. Oh, bugger. <laughs> Alright, I have to drink this out of my brain now. One of us, one of us. Oh dear. We, well, do, we do have a laugh here, I see. We do. Um, so, a lot has been going on in life, but when I went to write this down, I went, huh, I um, can't remember any of it. Mm-hmm. What has been happening? Well... I can think of recent things that happened. Okay. Yeah. Recent me up, baby. Uh, it snowed in Canberra. And um, it was funny because it snowed on the day that we were going to take Ruby up to the snowfield in Corrin Forest anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, it was interesting. We, 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 went, we go to the snow every year with Ruby, mm-hmm. me and Joe. And when I say go to the snow, I mean there's a hill about an hour's drive out of Canberra mm-hmm. and they have a snow machine and yep. they turn it on and they put snow there and they're like, hey, it's It's, it's artificial. Yeah. But this year there was actually real snow on that same weekend. So when we went up, there was actual real snow on the ground, like all around oh, wow. the area. And they were still like artificially making it as well. Yeah, they, they had artificial snow as well. But it was actually really interesting to see like, wow, like this, we were driving up and there was snow like on the sides of the roads and stuff and... Have you seen real snow before? See, for Australian, for a Canberran, this is rare to see real snow. Yeah. So we get excited by snow. Yes. 
if you live in a country with snow, it's not exciting. No. Um, but if you haven't seen it much, or you know, it's like magical and stuff. And I think we're sort of deprived because we live in the Southern Hemisphere and we see a lot of imagery of, of, of Christmas and white Christmas and, you know, snow and Santa and reindeer and crap like that. And we feel... I think we long for it. I think Australians kind of long for it a bit because we're, we're our culture is so like American and so British. But you know what? We're like, on the wrong side of the planet, you know. I don't because I've lived that life. <laughs> I've been there. I've done that, and it's not as good as you think. Yeah. See, see, I don't, I don't, I haven't had it ruined for me by actually sort of, you know, experiencing it. <laughs> snow, snow is is very magical and wonderful and very pretty. Don't get me wrong. Until you have to coexist with it mm. and when i say coexist i mean you go outside in the snow uh and like it's very slippery because snow is ice that's what people people think like it's like kind of like a white fluffy talcum powder stuff that's a bit cold well, no it's, it's ice because australians honestly this is the thing people don't know, understand this but we don't know what snow is we think it is like we think it is like cotton wool falling from the sky yeah and it's not it's incredibly cold it is effectively just ice and when when snow falls on top of other snow it compacts yeah and it basically just makes even more ice even everything more slippery so you need to shovel it out of the way you need to put special tires on your car and then even after the snow is like moved off the side of the road mm. it f- it forms these like clumps of like really ugly gray brown snow on the side of the road and because mm. it's so compacted it won't melt for several days mm. so even if the rest of the beautiful snow melts it's like all of the ugly compacted brown snow on the side <laughs> of the road that just sticks there forever <laughs> it's not exactly like it's, a, it's not magical it's not a postcard no and it's and so it's, it's like that thing where like if you get snow before christmas it's kind of magical and beautiful if you get snow on christmas like oh my god it's like a it's a white christmas and then after that, it fucking loses its majesty and magnificence like yeah, that. You're like, all right, I'm done. It's, do- it's done. And right, it's just, it's just cold and miserable after that. It's you like, I don't like it. snow anymore because Christmas is over. <laughs> yeah, I, I can relate to that. I can understand that, I guess. Like, mm. Yeah, we are, we are very silly about snow in, in, in Australia. I it, think. it is a novelty for us more yeah. than anything else. It's like, I remember watching cartoons of, this is really random, but have you ever seen like a cartoon, like a Warner Brothers or a Disney cartoon where like, they're in the sky for some reason and they'll go to a cloud and someone might lie on a cloud, you know, or like, like they'll fly a plane through the cloud and the cloud behaves in a really weird way because they don't really understand the physics of clouds or they're just like having fun with the physics of clouds. You know, yeah. that's what Australians think snow is like. We, we have this ridiculous <laughs> idea of snow because we've never actually seen it. And we're like, Oh, it's like this lovely fluffy stuff that makes everything magic. Right. <laughs> magical right, fluff that, that's what it is okay right yeah no okay it's no, magic no. happy fluff from the sky and when you when then everyone runs outside and makes snowmen then we all have a great a big laugh that's that's what australians think snow, snow is you know oh i can't tell you how wrong that is <laughs> everyone but runs yeah out, I, we emerge from our houses with joy on our faces and we play in the snow for hours that's what we think well that's <laughs> what would happen because in us in canberra it does snow very occasionally like you know once every Seven to ten years or something like that. It'll there'll be enough to make a very small snowman mm-hmm. uh, in the in the backyard or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, uh, it just doesn't like, and you can do that because it melts like within a couple of hours or a day. Every mm-hmm. it's all gone and it's all <clears> just water. Whereas like in actual snow country where there's a lot of snow, mm-hmm. that's not what happens. <laughs> it kind of sits around. Sometimes it snows so heavily that building like you know like structures collapse, like greenhouses and the like. Yeah. You don't think about the danger of snow, like the risk of it. It, it gets quite heavy when mm. there's a lot of it. And sometimes <laughs> it just keeps falling and falling and falling and falling and falling. Yeah. 
So how was Corin Forest? Yeah, it's pretty good. We were meant to go. Yeah, yeah, uh, you got sick. Uh, Maria unfortunately got um, was quite quite ill. Yeah. That's a shame. Yeah, uh, we were looking forward to you guys. Yeah, we were we were all paid up, ready to go, and everything like that. But we just couldn't, and it was it was a shame. But um, but yeah. it was you know it is what it is. Like you guys yeah. are pretty familiar with with snow. You don't you know you know what you're missing. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, it was fun getting the toboggan and stuff like that. And um, I didn't I don't know if some I think this I think the hill was like less steep this year. Because I didn't feel like I was endangering children's lives so often. Well, that's not worth it then. Where's going... the fun in that? <laughs> you want to feel a giddy thrill of almost killing a six-year-old every time you go down there. <laughs> it doesn't even have to be your six-year-old. It could be any six-year-old. That, that fun feeling of like, will I hit this kid or won't I as you go down? <laughs> I'll flip a coin. Yeah. We'll see if he gets out of the way in time or not. <laughs> so we did a bit of that. We built a, built a snowman. Because there was real snow this year, it, the snow like compacted better and it was like better to like make stuff with. So we built like a de- decent-sized little snowman you know oh, yeah. um brought a carrot from home as you do you know it's actually quite funny to see how many carrots there are all over the i bet every day when you were at corin forest you gotta go and pick up like three dozen carrots from the fucking bottom, <laughs> bottom of the hill you know like bloody hell these people bringing their carrots making snowmen um so yeah that was fun uh nice little nice little outing uh, we're, I've been to a few kids' birthday parties recently as well, which is good. So there was a birthday party for your kid that I went to. Oh, yes. Uh, May turned five officially. Yeah. And I also went to another birthday party the other weekend at a different... at Because there's this two there's two kids' play centres in, in our area. Yeah. And your one was at one. Yeah. And then I went to a different kid's birthday party who was... Where was the other one? I just went because I wanted to. I don't know this kid. I just turned up. <laughs> <laughs> I just hang around kids' play centers to do. That's that's the kind of creep I am. Okay, well, I'm going to report you to the police now. No, no, please don't. Um, <laughs> so, which play center is this? Because uh, it's, it's there's, called, there are a few around. It's called. Oh, it's the one in Mitchell. Um, oh, okay. Yep, yep, yep. Come with you. Uh, d- um, Funland. Fun Funland. Yeah, they'll have a really generic name. Like, Funland. Mm. Um, that was that was fine. Ruby really enjoyed that actually. I think the, the slides are a bit less steep at that one. Oh, so yeah. uh, she went down the slide and she was really proud of herself. So I went down the big slide because um, that's a big deal for her because she's kind of a timid kid. Yeah. Um. Uh. So yeah, I've been um I've been comparing and contrasting the two kids' birthday parties. But yeah, why don't we talk about your your um your kid's birthday a little bit? Because she had the um, what was it the uh, under, it was a it was a sea under the sea party, right? Yes, yes, yes. We're in the under the sea room. Each room is, th- is themed differently. So uh, we got like a, a giant inflatable mermaid, mm-hmm. which we only just got rid of last night. They got there's three. There's like the you got your mermaid room. You got your uh, I think there's a fairy space, room, space room, maybe, maybe a space room. Yeah. yeah, it varies a bit. Sometimes you get like a pirate room. Yeah, something like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, <laughs> all the kids had fun. May I think everyone that may wanted to turn up turned up. Yeah, you good. know, which was really yeah, good, and um, they all played well together. And they're still at that age where they'll play together a bit, but then they'll just kind of like, you know, go off and do their own thing yeah. and stuff like that. They kind of play around each yeah. other a bit. Yeah, but it was good because you know we all. I think it was good for the adults as well because all the adults. Mm. There was a bit of a um, a Taylor primary reunion yes. there. There was three of us: you, me, and Charlie. Yeah, it's good to see Charlie again. I haven't seen him for a while. Mm. Charlie bought his kid, uh, and uh, May was very insistent that um, <laughs> that uh, <coughs> that Tempe come along, which is Charlie's kid, and 
Yeah. And they had they they were just fast friends. Like the moment yeah. those two met, they just clicked and they just went <laughs> off to play together. It's good. Kids are like that sometimes. Hey? Yeah. They just, they just like meet and they're like, "Cool, we're best friends now." <laughs> like, do you like shoes? So do I. Let's go. <laughs> you know. Yeah. It takes very little. It does, and um, it's good for them, I say. And it's yeah. kind of funny because I, I look at them and I go, "I wonder if this is going to turn into a thing where they're like, they're like best friends, and they're like going to go out and drink when they're eighteen years old, and they're going to call, you know, uh, <laughs> AC and Charlie to come pick them up, and they, we're going to go. Oh no, we're in the pub next to you. We can't, we can't drive either. <laughs> we're going to have to call Maria, who's going to come to pick us up. Yeah, they're going to follow in your noble footsteps. Noble indeed. <laughs> Man, those kids like, are going to be so much trouble. Break into golf courses and <laughs> Ixno on the golf course, golf buggy, feeling <laughs> a. That's right. It's all fine. <laughs> We're all friends here. The caddy survived. The grand theft. Um, I don't think there's any charge in Australia against grand theft golf buggy. Evan, it's like that's like Airbud. There's no law that says you can't steal a golf. <laughs> it's not in the rule book. <laughs> That's how I play golf. Yeah. <laughs> you play it like it's polo. <laughs> <laughs> like on, a, on a golf buggy with a, with a golf club wielding it like a sword. And they lean out the side of the golf buggy. That would make golf a lot more fun. Combat uh, golf. Com- yes. Combat golf would it's be... It's like polo and golf and sword fighting all at once. Oh, and I've, I've got something to say about golf and it's not complimentary, but I'll, I'll wait till the game segment. Oh, okay. We have, we have segments in this. We, we, well, we're, we're not up to the game speak yet. We're just we doing can, the life speak now. Yeah, let's keep going with life for a bit. There's, still, yeah. there's been so much time has passed and I feel guilty that I haven't. Um, let's see. Joe's... My partner has changed jobs. That's a thing. That's good. Um... I know we talk about work on this though, but um, no, no, we don't. But she has changed job, um, so she's starting a new job next week, which is exciting. That's good. Must Um, be happy about that. Yeah, we moved house. I think that happened since the last time we recorded. Yes, that did happen. I'm living in a new house. Um, He was evicted from his old one for um, yeah, uh, drug bust. Meth I was cooking. Yeah. (laughs) They don't take kindly to it, apparently, turns out. When when he said he was a good cook on his um <laughs> on his rental application, yeah. I think they meant that to mean the wrong thing. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, so, so you know I, I'm a good cook and my favourite show is Breaking Bad. <laughs> yeah, the pig stitched me up, man. Uh, no, so- I think I think what happened with your old house is that they were they were going to try and s- they, they wanted yes. to do an evaluation. You got suspicious. Yes. You asked if you could sign like a long term, like a for like a, a year long lease. And they went no, and you went right. We're out. And like pretty much as soon as you moved out, they sold the house. Yeah, yeah, and they they <clears throat> flipped it pretty quickly too. Let me tell you, they didn't yeah. waste any time. Um, it's a shame because I, I really f- was fond of that place, you know. Yeah, but um, I think your house is better. Your new like, house is better. I'm over it now. Yeah, like at the time I was very sad and went having to move. Uh, I think I'm like over it now. Like I'm kind of accepted it and learning. I'm like sort of growing to love the new place. Yeah. It doesn't have quite the same charm, like in terms of like the, like there's really nice views at the old place. Like you could look out across the lake and see, and see Gungahlin in the distance and stuff like that. And I really like that. Oh boy, Gungahlin. What a sight. The beautiful, the beautiful apartment towers of Gungahlin. Um, but I like that. I actually enjoyed that. I, I think... I don't know. It's probably because it was the house that I moved into after I got divorced and like started over again. It was like a started life, over again. Life and, reset. Yeah. And, and I made it into a good place. Like I, mm. I turned a shit thing into a good thing, Yeah, you know, and 
and I think there's some like personal pride and like it felt like my house mm. in a way that I hadn't felt for a long time. So it's a bit of a loss, but at the same time, it's important. Like I think it's one really good thing is that with the new place, like me and Joe can like you know make it our own and all that stuff. And Joe's well, really- yeah, this is this is the first yeah. house that both of you have kind yeah. of like found together and moved in together. And That's exactly you know, right. Like, you were living at the old place together before, but it's yeah, it wasn't. Her moving in with you, it was both of you moving into a place together. Yeah, that's right. And so there's that sort of shared feeling of, um, I don't know, like it's ours kind mm. of thing. It's good for Joe. She gets a, a whole blank canvas to decorate and, you know, do as she pleases with it. Um, and I, I more or less bow out of that because I don't have any strong feelings about it. <laughs> she's like, what do you think about this? And I'm like, I don't know. And she's like, I need you to be more engaged. And I'm like, I love it. <laughs> And then she's like, cool, you know, <laughs> like, just does what she wants. <laughs> um, uh, like I, I have, she's, I need you to be more engaged. I'm engaged to you. That's the maximum amount of engaged. I'm How much get. more engaged do you need me to be? <laughs> what, do you want another fucking ring? Come on. Uh, uh, sucks, but it's funny. Um, uh, no, but like, like I do care to some extent, like, like there are some things I care about, but there are a lot of things I don't care about. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, like I want, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think ultimately like there's not much like the study space a little bit. I'm more fussed about that because I'm in there so much. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, but you know, anyway, the good thing about the, the move is, um, yeah, uh, we, we found a place that was just down the road. So we're, um, we're still in the same suburb, uh, and nothing changes in terms of our lifestyle really. No. And you're closer to the shops, yeah. like better shops. That's right. That's so good. it's. Pretty good. They've got yeah. a sushi train down there now. They've got a, uh, an Indian restaurant just opened up. Ooh, um, nice. So, yeah, it's actually pretty, it's actually very tempting. Like, every time I'm working from home, I'm like, I could just nip down and get some sushi. Or, uh, it's a pub just down the road. So a little palmer and a pint, you know? Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> one liquid lunch. A little bit merrier than I was when I left. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I don't do any of that. <clears throat> <clears throat> I never... I had a responsible boy. Uh, so, yeah, the move... It's funny because, like, I'm like, oh, he moved house. I'm like, well, because it wasn't very far, it's pretty much the same. Uh, uh, but, you know, there was a significant change for us. For That's sure. good. Yeah. So a lot, a lot of stuff's been happening. Yeah. New jobs, new houses. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's me. What about you, AC? What, what's been happening for you? Uh, probably a lot. But you know what? I, I went to sit down and, and think about this. And I couldn't think about when we did the last podcast mm-hmm. and, and like what, what had happened. So I just kind of went, oh, nobody cares about my life anyway. So <laughs> so I'm assuming you know about my birthday. If you're not, I, it was fun. Uh, fun time was had by all. Mm-hmm. I'm 40 years old now. Um, my uh, so uh, my wife Maria had her birthday recently. Uh, originally, we were going to go to the Hunter Valley. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, wine country. We were actually going to go to a chocolate and cheese festival wow, in the Hunter Valley. Sounds amazing. And then, like a week or two before that, all went. We were meant to go there. Guess what happened? Lousy Delta strain. Delta strain hit Sydney. Sydney goes into lockdown. Lockdown yeah. st- starts to spreading through New South Wales. Canberrans surrounded by New South Wales are trapped. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So landlocked it, state. <laughs> we kind of had this weird thing where, like, um. It was spreading quickly. Hunter mm. Valley wasn't locked down. We weren't and still aren't locked down as time of this recording. So far, so good. Mm. Yeah. 
That could change in like this weekend. Oh, yeah. Like, all it takes is one Drongo. <clears throat> yeah. It's a very Australian yeah. Drongo. Uh, and, oh, look, <clears throat> it could happen. It probably will happen. Um, but we were looking at us going to the Hunter Valley and we just kind of went, we don't really want to be those people who go there and then like bring COVID back with us or have to quarantine when we get back. So yeah, God forbid. Maria made the very sensible decision to not go. It's a shame. Yeah. Cause that would have been so fun. Like would have. Yeah. So it's like, I think like a wine and cheese and chocolate festival is like Maria's. We were talking about like heaven and hell. I feel like that might be Maria's personal heaven. Right? I think it is. Yeah. yeah. Probably without me. Just, just her and me. <laughs> oh no, no. Her, her drinking may there me designated driver may there but like you know like someone's there to help out yeah yeah but not annoying may it's like a butler there to like <laughs> some kind of some kind of um... so speaking of butlers that oh. was something that I did for may uh, sorry for Maria I, I butler may all the time this is kind of... <laughs> that's just being a dad yeah that, that's cool that's daddy daddy can you get me this no daddy yeah fine whatever <laughs> it'd be a butler anyway uh, on Maria's birthday because I wanted to make it a bit special mm-hmm um, I bought her a bath caddy, oh. like one of those bath caddies you put on, and I got some like really nice wine and champagne and and really nice chocolates, and I um <clears throat> so I actually put on a suit, <laughs> like with a like with a bow tie and everything oh, like that, and nice. I like I I served her champagne and chocolates, and all she had to do was like clap her hands, and I would <laughs> in theory turn up, and uh, most of the time I turned up. One time she just went. Clapped her hands and Coco came in, the budgie. <laughs> so, Coco was my dog's body that day. Coco's very well trained. Very well trained, apparently. There you go. There you uh, go, that's so funny. Of course you have a bow tie. I don't think I own a bow tie. I own several. I think one of them is a Pac-Man bow tie as well. Oh, that's wonderful. I love I that. own. I be no. I own one because I, I. Yeah. You've been living your truth for a long time. <laughs> like, pretty yeah. sure I got one of your one of my bow ties at your last wedding. <laughs> You're a very much you always. Yes. Yeah, I've I've got like a, a maroon one, a blue one, and a Pac-Man one. Uh, yeah, yeah, I remember that now. Yeah, I think I got rid of all that stuff. Yeah, um, yeah fair enough. Hey, uh, it was it was free clothes for me, so I kept them. Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I was wearing my my little bow tie and. Um, uh, we haven't gone back to the Hunter Valley yet um, because everything here is still in lockdown. Well, yeah, New South Wales is a uh, very dicey, very yep. dicey situation. We're not locked down in our homes, no. but we can't really leave the ACT. No, there's a little, nice little bubble where we, yeah. can, we can still pretend that things are normal. We've, got, we've basically got a city shield. Yeah, I went to like an all-you-can-eat restaurant tonight before yeah. I came over here. Oh, yeah. And uh, let me tell you, I was just looking around there and like just it's just full of people. Like There's jamming everyone in, you know, like... They're like shoulder to shoulder, Ooh. and everyone's just like scoffing down all this food, and you know, it's just like, coming out in big platters. You oh, know. like a, a, an all-you-can-eat buffet at this time of like I a know, pandemic man. just doesn't seem right. I think it's turned everyone into like a little bit of a germaphobe, right? Because like I used to go to buffets and things, and I would never have a problem. Hmm. But like going to a buffet now seems insane to me. I'm like, how could you? Like this, everyone's there, and they're all breathing on the food. You know, <laughs> like, they're all breathers. They're goddamn breathers, right? Like it's. I'm, I'm gonna. We're all ending up like Mr. Burns in that episode with the Freemasons run the country. You, <laughs> <laughs> like seriously, um, and the jars of urine. So, oh, we'll keep those. <laughs> but yeah, we're very privileged here. Like, you know, we had we had about a month of lockdown last year, and yeah. since then everything's been pretty much like pretty good, more or less. Yeah. 
had to wear masks a little, like for a week, couple of weeks back. And Which was fine. I, I still wear a mask sometimes when I go outdoors. I just don't trust the general public. I just have very bad memory. So it took me like three days to remember to bring my mask <laughs> with me. I have to keep going back home and getting it. Yeah. You know? I just keep a lot in the car. Yeah. That's what I realized. I started, that's what I ended up doing was just putting one in my, every jacket I have, I put one in it. And mm. then like my bag has got two in it and my car's got one. And like, so because it's winter, you never leave the house without a coat. So I'll definitely have a, a mask on me. Yeah. Well, uh, it's not a bad way of living. Well, I got it. I finally figured out my strategy and then they were like, all right, no more masks. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Back to normal. <laughs> um, look, the, we're very lucky here, but um, it's, it's still, it still has had an impact. It has. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I'm pleased, I'm pleased to say, pleased to announce here that I am completely vaxxed up. Ah. I'm, I'm Sir Vaxalot. I'm vaxxed a man. Mm-hmm. Just call you Vaxter Vaxter of the, the Vaxter Stockman. That's right. I'm Vaxter the Vax Dimension. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have now got two shots. So I've had number one and number two of my Pfizer shots. Mm-hmm. Um, Pfizer is it, it's interesting because everyone's like Pfizer. Like we've got AstraZeneca and Pfizer, and Pfizer Pfizer is the recommended one. Mm-hmm. But in my mind, because I'm kind of in the like the like the health and medical research and mm-hmm. like uh, mm-hmm. therapeutic goods and all that kind of stuff, kind of comes across my desk every now and again. Pfizer are off also the the company that invented distribute Viagra. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> so, so when it's over, I got the Pfizer. It's like, well, good up at to you, sir. <laughs> You'll be pleasing your wife tonight. That's right. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's just something that always is always scratching at the back of my mind. And I'm yeah. thinking I'm a brilliant comedian, but I'm really not. Um, so uh, you have your time, you have your moments. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> you make me laugh. <laughs> it's all worth it then. Yeah. So the first shot I had, um, <laughs> Rob is cracking his knuckle I'm on microphone, sorry. and I'm about to kick him. No, no, no. Um, the first. <laughs> This is the, the most half-hearted protest. No, don't. <laughs> you just have everything you get, boy. This is why we don't do professional radio. No matter how funny we get, you'll always be like thumping the table or like kicking me underneath or like cracking your knuckles. I just can't concentrate. No, you can't. Like, Rob is fiddly. Yeah, I'm very... I, have a, I, have, I think I have like a, a weird form of ADHD. Like, it's not the tip, It's not the typical form, but it's like... It's it's a variety. He's, like, he's, he's got a twitch. Yeah. His nervous twitch is doing everything that annoys me. Yeah. I do, whatever, that's, that's one hell of a tick. I wake up in the morning and I go, I make a list of things that annoy AC. <laughs> and then at the end, I tick them off and I go, ah, and then I fall asleep. But, mm, good day. <laughs> good this, day. This explains so much about my life, actually. You have no God, idea, people. I'm so productive today. I Ever so since much. about 1989, <laughs> my life just hasn't been going well. It's like, I'm actually just a government plant <laughs> for you to ruin your life. Why does the government care so much about me? I'm actually kind of honoured in a way. My real name is Vlad. <laughs> or that government. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Not our government. Oh, no. They're not that competent. We're rooting for Putin, remember, AC? Oh, God. <laughs> you thought- oh, they're going to jail. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, so, uh, my first shot. It was okay. Um, my arm was a bit sore and I had a bit of a headache the next day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was all good. You know what? Like, I, I was happy to be able to get my Pfizer shot because what happened was um, AstraZeneca was not recommended for people under 60. Yeah, there was some but weird... But now they're kind of saying it's fine. It's only like one in two million that you're going to get a blood clot. So it's all good. 
Um, but also with the AstraZeneca one, you there's like a bigger space in between them, like mm. six weeks or something like that. Yeah. Whereas with Pfizer, it's just like four weeks. Mm-hmm. So I just went with the Pfizer. Uh, and because they opened it up to people, uh, like they did it from 60 and upwards, then mm-hmm. 50 to 59. Yeah. Then they opened it up in Canberra to 40 to 49. Just in and time. Yes, who had just turned 40. You stuck over the line there. I just did. And I just, I ran to the computer. And just and I actually couldn't make my appointment because like I was going, I'm trying to make my appointment. Everyone's trying to get on here, and I rang them, and like there was like a, a several hour queue, and I was like, why can't I get onto this computer? Like I have a Medicare card. It turns out my fucking maiden name was like in their system rather than my married name. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> which kind of really pissed me off. I'm going to be honest. I really didn't like that. Yeah, that's um, exciting. But I got it, and I got my second shot yesterday. The second shot. Like it's kind of like worse for it. It affects everyone people differently. Say the second's the one that gets you. Some people, it's the first, and I've seen some people where it's really done the done them in the first time. Some yeah. people, it's the second time, it's yeah. really done them the second time. Some people are fine with both. Some people get it both times. So it's it's really like luck of the draw, mm. uh, depending on how your body reacts to it. My second one was a little worse. Um, my arm was quite sore, and I could actually feel because I got it early in the morning, mm. and like. At about like eight o'clock, I could feel like the pain and like the um, the stiffness like traveling through my arm, like my left arm, and it's right. like, oh, this is quite uncomfortable. But you know, whatever. It's it's not like laying me out or anything. Anyway, this morning, uh, my entire body was quite stiff, oh, and I was basically walking around like Mr. Burns. Oh, no. And I was like, everyone at work was making fun of me because I was just kind of walking in this kind of very it's kind of comfortable walking like this because like my joints aren't great anyway. Yeah. And yeah. I, I started talking like Mr. Burns. Everyone had a good laugh and. <laughs> At one stage, I almost tripped over and I thought, it's like that bit in, in The Simpsons in where Lisa's having her wedding and Mr. Burns like snaps in half and he goes, Smithers, I can't feel anything below my cummerbund. Mm, that's right. <laughs> I was kind of feeling like that today. Very, very fragile. Very, yeah. very stiff. But, but, but by three o'clock, like I'd get mo- gotten most of the movement back. Cool. Look, some people get super like flu-like symptoms and like mm. it lays them out for like a day or even more. Yeah. Uh, if this is the worst I get, that's good. Yeah, that's Like fine. I'm, I'm all right with that, you know? I'm just glad that I'm I'm vaxxed up. I'm ready. If you have the opportunity and you haven't done it, get it done. Yes. Go out there and do the vaccine. Yeah. We get are, yourself vaxxed. That's right. We are we're supporters of science here. And, yeah. And this this podcast is nothing if not a science podcast. <laughs> Hail Satan. Uh, <laughs> there's this thing that I usually do when I get a vaccine, like a flu vaccine. Mm. Um, I come out of the clinic and I'm rubbing my ass going, oh, I didn't think they were going to go in that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and like, I've been doing this for years, like a decade of this joke. Like it never gets old for me. But there is just something so serious about getting your like COVID-19 vaccine yeah. that I kind of came out of that and kind of went... I, I I can't make this joke. Like not not it's just not appropriate. Not not this time. Damn it, Andrew, you're going to be classy. People died. Yeah, yeah. millions of people died for this. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, fine. I won't make the joke, but I'll make it on air. So that's all right. It's all right. Then. I, w- I won't. You make thought it about it. I won't make it to the people out the front who are still waiting. That's right. It's okay. Though. <laughs> it's too serious. Yeah. Too too serious. <laughs> so I'm, I'm booked in to get mine, but I'm not sure when. Sooner or later. Sooner or later. Yep. It'll come. Maybe you can make my joke. That's a, that's a free joke. You know what? I'm I'm giving you that joke, everyone. Oh, thank you. That's uh, sometimes you you come up with a joke and you just want to spread it spread it <laughs> as much as you possibly can. So if you if you're coming out of a clinic and you've just had a vaccination shot, rub your ass and say, "Oh, I didn't think they were going to go in that way." 
That's it. That's a free one for you. That's a free one. You can take that to the bank. You can you can use that anytime, anywhere. <laughs> and right. with that, I think we're going to take a break. A little breaky poos. Spread it. So while we were recording this, it um, and God knows when this is going <laughs> to come out in the future, mm-hmm. but long in the future, long in the future, it is the twenty third of July, year of our Lord twenty twenty one. So this will probably come out in like October. <coughs> yeah, if, look, if, if we're lucky, if we're lucky, I'll try uh, for October. So it is the night of the opening ceremony for the Olympics. So I'm sure, like between now and the end, something terrible, catastrophic, and everyone's going to die of COVID, like <laughs> Omega strain or something like that is going to happen. Yeah, I'm calling yeah. it right now. <laughs> um, but we were watching the opening ceremony uh, very briefly because Maria's got it on mute while we're recording. Mm. Thank you, Maria. But, yeah, um, thank you. It, uh, I mean, she's playing like Candy Crush on her phone anyway, so she's not like she's paying attention. Hey, hey that's uh, mean. No, it's true. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> she really is. <laughs> Rob really thought I was making fun of Maria but, there. She was like communicating she, with your family or something. And no, then no. like <laughs> she, she turned the phone around and it was Candy Crush and yeah. she was showing it to Rob. Really so good. I was expecting it to be like, no, actually, I'm writing no, no. an email to your, your father <laughs> telling him that I love that you love him, even though you do because <laughs> you don't want to but actually no she's playing Candy Crush on the she's, yeah. yeah I mean like there's an unspoken love between me and my dad it's very very unspoken yeah. to the fact that we never speak of it or communicate in general you know how it is Australian families yeah look the less the less said the better <laughs> probably true especially in my family no I, I do love my dad I stick to small talk with my family <laughs> the weather current events I write them telegrams <laughs> Dear sir, stop. Your constant inquiries into my life, stop, are becoming quite annoying. Stop. Please stop. 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 AC. Stop. We must stop AC. (laughs) That's one thing I can agree on with you. Yes, yes. You and you and my dad would probably team up against me. To be completely honest. That's, we need at least we need two of us to take you down. <laughs> Probably true. Probably need more than that. Power levels. <laughs> uh. So it was kind of funny because we uh, the the opening ceremony um, for those who are watching it uh, and were confused. And I'm saying were mm-hmm. because you'll be listening to this possibly years in the future. That's right. <laughs> Just keep adding adding more time space on. <laughs> um, they're doing it in Japanese alphabetical order, and Australia. That phonetically doesn't say ah, it's not Australia, it's o, so it's o, so a i u e o, so we are actually number thirty eighth. Yeah, we come in out, line here. Yeah, Australia. We're not used to that. We used to be at the top of the list. Yeah, you know, right after Antilles and bloody 
Uh, Antilles is like a. It's one of your fucking nerd Star Wars things, isn't it? Antilles is a place. Is it? Is it a country? I think it is. The Greater Antilles. Oh god. The Lesser Antilles. I don't know. Sounds like one of your nerd Star Wars. The more I say the word Antilles, the weirder it sounds. Now I'm starting to doubt myself. Yeah. See, there you go. It's probably as a Dubai barn or something. I don't know. I'm very, I'm very bad with country names. Antilles. It's an archipelago. Is it a country though? No, there's like a few different. There's the Greater Antilles. Yeah, and okay. the Lesser Antilles. Yeah, see, this is this is why I've never heard of it before because I know my geography, despite the fact ten seconds ago saying that I didn't. <laughs> um, so it was funny because when Australia came on, like, there's no one in the audience. What they've done is they've painted the seats different colours, right? In and. Uh, and they've shone lights on it. Yeah. So, yeah. and there's like this kind of dim background level of applause always going on, which means it is um, like, you know, it's just sound effects. Yeah. But as soon as Australia went on, Channel 7, the Bogan, like, you know, let's, let's face it, kind of racist channel in Australia, all of a sudden put the, like, the applause, like they amplified the applause sound or they, they put their own, like, mix over the top of it. And everyone's going, whoa, yeah. And it's like, it was so obvious because there's no one in the audience. It did sound... I did notice an audible, like, increase in volume. Yeah. When the Australian... And, you know, I understand that. You've <clears> got to <throat> do that. It's It's got to be... You've got to... you got to play for the home crowd. You, you know? do. You do. But there's no... The, the fact that it's just so... Yeah. So fake. Yeah, it's fair on the nose. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm sure they've done it in every Olympics thus far. Like, because nobody was, like, super cheering for Australia. You didn't notice it until now, because it's like, wait a minute, but there's yeah, no there's one in there. But, you know, I've probably never watched an opening ceremony before either, because I have a life. The one thing I enjoy about the opening ceremony is the, um... Well, there's many things, but but the um the weird fashions of all the different countries, and, like, the like the, the outfits they, get, they give for the, um, the, the, the athletes are always oh, yeah. just really weird combos, because there's no real rules, right? Like, you can kind of do whatever. It's like, you can... I have one country will come out in like shorts and t-shirts yeah and the next lot come out and they're in like full suits like double breasted suits almost you know like ties and stuff yeah there was like people coming out today like in like (laughs) kind of little stubbies and like they were looking very confused with like green face marks like oh look at those losers and it was Australia a lot of it seems to be like slacks like 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 a lot of white a lot of white suits a lot of Mm. cream you know the kind of outfits you don't normally see people don't people aren't bold enough to wear a cream suit out in the world you know like but, um, well, yeah. Okay. So yeah, there's a reason for that. Uh, and that is because it is currently like 30 degrees yeah, and true. incredibly humid in yeah. Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Oh, and by the way, a typhoon is on the way. Mm-hmm. So it's incredibly humid, hot. A typhoon is on the way Fantastic. Um, to hit Tokyo. Peak conditions for the Olympics. Uh, and here. I think a bear broke into the, the Olympic <laughs> village <What>? today. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not making this shit up. That's I'm pretty comical. Up. Yeah. Look. Don't molest the bears is my um, is, is my general <laughs> advice there. If you see a bear, keep away from the bear. Oh, man. Don't, don't interact with the bear. I didn't realise the bears were such a problem. I mean, there are, there, there are Olympic villages all over Japan mm. uh, and different areas because, like, you can't have it all in Tokyo. And why would you want to, really? Yeah, yeah you got to spread it out a bit. Tokyo isn't actually that big. Like, mm. The prefecture of Tokyo is not actually that big. Okay. Um, so, like they did with Sydney 2000, and like there were events in other places in New South Wales, and even in Canberra, we had like the soccer here. Mm-hmm. They're doing it in like all over Japan as well. Okay. And I think in, in one of the in one of the places, um, the Olympic village was invaded by a bear, <laughs> possibly looking uh, for employment. We don't know. Give that bear a medal, I say. <laughs> that's that's the real gold gold medal winner. Yeah, it's the be- the Berenstain Bears. It's totally in there. <laughs> 
I'm ribbing Rob for something that we're going to talk about a bit later. Yeah, so we should probably get onto that stuff at some point. We, we probably should. Uh, I just find it funny. I've never really been a big Olympic kind of guy. Um, mm. That being said, uh, like when the Olympics were in Australia, I had no compulsion to go. But there was one thing about the Olympics when it was in Australia that um, that, that captured the imagination of many uh, domestically and internationally. And that was Fatso, the fat-assed wombat. <laughs> yeah, everyone loved so. <laughs> there was a, a comedy program on uh, on television during Sydney 2000, uh, hosted by um, a comedy duo, uh, sports comedy duo, uh, Roy and HG, and they yes. called it The Dream. Uh, and uh, it was incredibly funny, like very well written, and they did it every night, uh, very well produced. They did interviews with athletes. Um, they decided that Millie and Ollie and like whatever Olymp- like shithouse mascots we had went up to snuff so they created one called Fatso the Fat Ass Wombat this took up so much more than our original mascots did Mm -hmm. that people like Michael Phelps were accepting their gold medals on the platform with like Fatso the Fat Ass Wombat rather than the actual (laughs) the actual mascots which created a bit of a stir in Australia and like the Olympic organisers were very upset with Australia (laughs) very very upset which was kind of funny yeah, that's just Australian With, sense um, of humour. I, I love yeah. HG and Roy. They like they were always the best way to watch the footy every year. They, it's true. Uh, yeah, miss those guys. I think they're still around-ish. They still do. Like, I'm still not sure if they're still doing the commentating. And you know, maybe not. No, I mean this was like the dream came out 21 years ago now, and they were quite old by mm. that stage. Let's face it. There you go. But. Uh, but uh, that's enough about the Olympics, and that's probably the, mo- the most you'll ever hear me talk about sport ever again. <laughs> yeah. Unless it's a sporting video game, AC. That's true. And speaking of video games, what have you been playing, uh, Uncle Robbie? It's been a while. I think the big one that I've been playing the most over the last few months is um, uh, Joanna bought um, multiplayer... Well, sorry, no. She bought, um, she bought Harvest... Not Harvest Moon. God, I can't speak. She bought Sastardew Valley for the for the Switch, Nintendo Switch. I keep Sastardew. calling Harvest Moon Sastardew Valley. Sastardew Valley, yeah, it's <laughs> Sastardew Valley. Um, yes, Stardew Valley, which is a like indie game version of Harvest Moon. Yeah, basically. Um, and she bought it mainly because there's a uh, a co-op mode that she saw, and she thought, "Oh, that might be fun. Try it out." Because she played. Stardew Valley after I, I sort of put her onto it I said you might like this game and boy howdy was I right because I like lost her for a month <laughs> and she played like 300 hours of that game or something obscene, obscene like that um, don't get her onto the original Harvest Moons and see what she does uh, she already played like the, the I mean I think honestly though Stardew Valley is like the best yeah it's, it's the best version of those games it's sort of like yeah it's like they took everything and then made made like a you know like a refined kind of, it's like the, it's like the refined liquor, you know, of, yeah. the, of all the different harvests. They distilled games. it correctly yeah, this time. Right. There, there were no faults. Yeah. So um, we've been playing like co-op uh, Stardew Valley, which is interesting because, like, how do you make that work, right? Like, it's an interesting sort of conundrum. So what they did was, on your farm, you can add like a cabin, and then once you have that cabin on your farm, okay. Uh, then when you're starting the game up, you can like choose multiplayer and like someone can join and they like spawn in the cabin. The cabin is their house. Okay. So are they like, are they, are they like the farm boy on your property? Kind of, but then you can actually just, they can actually just end up living in your house. Like you, 
Um, so, okay, so this is this is very important, and the people at home are going to want to know. Yeah. So, like in in Stardew Valley, you yeah. can like form relationships. That's true. Yes. With with other people in this yeah. in the multiplayer mode, can you two like root each other? You can, but like not right away. Like you have to kind of go through the motions. Oh, so- you still have to go through. You you can't say g'day, good looking, <laughs> what's cooking. Yeah, you don't have to like so. The average, yeah, the average townspeople have like a heart meter, yeah. like you know, from zero to ten. And yeah. then when you fill it up, they like you a lot. And if they're like an eligible, if they're single, then you can ask them to like be your partner, and then you can eventually get a ring to like marry them and stuff. So, in the co-op game, your partner does not, your co-op partner does not have hearts. Like you don't have to give them gifts and shit like that to fill up their hearts. Yeah, but you do have to give. I think you do have to like give them those important items like the item that makes them you're like you're dating them and then the and then you have to give them like the the, the wedding ring thing as well oh so, wow okay but those are actually like difficult like to make the wedding ring like re- require some of the most rare items in the game to find well them. i so, mean it's kind of like an end game yeah. kind of prospect isn't it really so the, you don't want to you don't want to get to that point right off the bat yeah. but what you really should have yeah. done is you really should have like like started wooing her but on the side like get some other chick <laughs> that would be and, really upsetting and then, and then like get with the other one and go oh sorry you weren't quick enough and then <laughs> it just ups- that would upset her so much See, I don't, I don't but want- imagine the comedy I don't want like my relationship to be damaged by a video game I just don't want to deal with that that's, that's not a good outcome no that's um, true it'd be funny though but it was it was pretty funny so what we've been doing like playing that game has been interesting because we just with two of us on the farm just like pumping the game really hard and like making heaps of money because the game's not really set up to have two people like dominate a farm because you can get so much more done in a day um because the way the game works is like you've got a certain you've got, like, you've got an energy meter yeah you know and then there's only 24 hours in a day and it's like the clock is like a second is a minute so you've only got like you know maybe 12 minutes 15 minutes in a day to get everything done yeah and your energy meter runs out with two of you you can get so much done that like the game becomes super easy and you have way more money than you need. And could you can you go and do like more social things as yeah. well? Is it like so a persona been, thing? That's, yeah, that's what yeah. we've kind of been doing. Is like Joe's been maxing out the farm and like just like getting all these different animals and stuff. What, what been, if Joe went and like romanced one of her, <laughs> one of the well, other guys? Would that would that like totally? It's been fun. We haven't really been romancing other characters. But we have been like building up. Have you been romancing each other? Sort of like again, there's no heart to me, so you kind of can't, mm, you know. But um, you need to get the um, the, the ring, yeah, you need to get like the bouquet thing and the ring and stuff like that, I think. Um, but uh, we've been taught, we've been like doing stuff with the game that we normally wouldn't bother with, you know. Like when I played the game first, I was interested in getting like you know, one of the girls to be my partner and stuff like that. And yeah, I you went you went for the floozy, if I remember, I went with, like the yeah, like the like the sort of the, the easy one, just like the bimbo. <laughs> Like to be nice, like to be nice to Haley. Like that's not that's not very that's not very f- nice thing to say. But, but she's like, I don't. I've never played this game, like, so I'm regurgitating from memory what you told me. She's blonde-haired and blue-eyed, and she's into fashion. And she's like, "Oh, I hate living in the country. Why would anyone live in the country? Farms are smelly and stuff like that." And then like she comes around. Like her arc is like she comes around to like being. I don't know. I kind of agree with her. Yeah, like um, farms are smelly. Yeah. Why um, would you live in the? Why would you totally. live in the country? I mean, it's, the only reason I'm there is it's a video game where they don't have to do any real work. <laughs> Because actual farm work sucks. Yes, this is true. Um, like so many things in video games, I don't actually want to like live in a farm or like shoot. You don't zombies. actually want to rule a country and then have to like yeah. sire an heir. No, which I'm is like a, a very Rob game thing to do. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, 
Uh, sorry, I lost my I lost my my train of thought there. <laughs> it's a um, runaway. You're talking about Harvest Moon. No, no, no. But <laughs> some specific thing in the game um, to do with. Oh yeah, so so instead of romantically pursuing villagers that are single, yeah, I've been doing the thing that you can do in the first game, but I never bothered with, which is just having friendships with people and learning about their lives and just getting to know the villagers that aren't single and available. Like just the <laughs> others, there are a lot of other characters in the game that you can build up a relationship with them. And you get cutscenes along the you way. You can have same-sex relationships and stuff. Can't you can, you? yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. good. Yeah, uh, but there's also a whole bunch of other characters that aren't single because so, so they're single characters. Yeah, but male and female, and you can go nuts, you know. But you you, you can't court like a. But there's like there's there's people who are like there's married people in the a, town. A fine ass milf or you something. You can't. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> it would be funny if you could, but you can't like date like the the grocery store owner's wife. You know, you um, just haven't tried hard enough. Well, I've, I have. <laughs> um, it's, it's not possible. Um, it's not possible. Um, but we, we could totally hack this I'm game. I'm trying to get know. somewhere here. Okay, all right, all right. I'll stop so you, there are characters that are not single, but you can build up a relationship with them. So there's no, like, you're not going to end up marrying them, but you get cutscenes along the way. And then when you get to level 10, like, and, and the benefit of having friends is that they send you things in the mail. So you get shit in the post box every day, right? Yeah. So, um, I, I like went and tried to prevent some of the most like annoying, like uh, rude characters in the town, like the most like off-putting people that try to like push you away. You know, like, no, I'm gonna yeah. make these people like me. And so, did that work? Yeah, it's actually it's been really fun. Like, there's some really cool plot lines there. Like, there's an old guy called George. He's in a wheelchair and he's really grumpy. He's like, you know, in his eighties or something like that, and. Um, he just tells you to go away and stuff. But I, I persisted in like coming to his house every day and giving him gifts and things like that. And yeah. he eventually kind of warmed to me, you know? And okay. like, it was like an achievement. Cause I'm like, Oh, George likes me now. Like George, no one, George doesn't like anyone, you know? And there's this guy called Shane who works at the, um, Shane Kirby. Yeah, yeah, right yeah, yeah. We know Shane. Shane. We do know Shane. Shane. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> sorry if you're listening, Shane, we love you. Um, and he, he works at the supermarket, like the, the, the big, like, corporate supermarket that's moving to town is ruining the town you know? mm. and um it tells like something Shane would do and he's like depressed it's actually kind of interesting because the game deals with like depression mm. and also he's he's an alcoholic and like there's cutscenes where you find him like like face down in a pile of beer cans <laughs> and you're like oh no and then like there's a cutscene where he's like I'm gonna clean up my act and go to the city and go to rehab or whatever and like does he so, disappear and then come yeah, back later? Yeah, and then he comes back. He's like, oh, I cleaned up my life. You know, now I'm a different person, blah, blah, you know, um, And he's got like a little, like a niece or something that looks up to him, like a father figure. Oh, yeah. And like, it's just like a sort of touching story of him like wasting his life and feeling depressed and then realizing, no, I need to like be better because people love me and blah, you know. Yeah, okay. Um, there's a guy who returned from the war and he's got PTSD. What? Which war? Do they mention which war? It's a made up war. <sighs> Do yeah. they hint it's not like a real war? Because this is this set in the now time? No, or is it's, set, it set- it's set in a fictional world actually, and the, it's weird. Like, <laughs> it's I don't want to. I didn't want to go this deep with you on Stardew Valley. But yeah, we're, yeah. we're going deep. Okay, we're going deep. So, right. so there is a so the, the nation they're in. I can't remember the name of it, but they're at war with this other made up nation. Yeah. Oh God, it's called something. Anyway, um, apparently like it's an ongoing war. Let's just call it New Zealand. It's apparently a really violent, really bad war that's yeah. going on throughout the game <laughs> and you only get hints of it mm. but he comes back and he's like oh yeah I got back from and like because the first year he's not there and and his family are alone like his wife is raising the kids without him and then yeah. at the end of the first year he's, he comes back and he's like hey I'm blah blah and like you know nice to meet you 
and it's all weird and he's not fitting in with his wife. It's this whole like return soldier yeah. plot line where he's like, I don't know how to be normal. I, I, all I know is how to be a soldier. You know, like what is this game that has all this like depth and like heart to it that yeah. I didn't even notice because you, I, you were trying to get, I was with too busy trying to get with Haley and like grow <laughs> corn, you know? but there's all this shit there. Like, it's kind of cool. Like, so playing with two players has like been interesting because it's made the game a lot easier but because it's easier then you can explore all the easter eggs and, and stuff like that it sounds like like being asexual in this game might be a hell of a lot more rewarding it kind of is in a weird <laughs> way because like it, it kind of could be because you you chat to more people yeah you, you're just kind of more interested in people like personally yeah. rather than sexually yeah we unlocked a lot of cool things like we unlocked the desert there's a desert area that i never unlocked and Okay. First time I played through the game. So basically, your your um your fiance Joe is like saying, "Hey Rob, let's play this game together," and like you do all this stuff, and then you go, "Right, I'm gonna go and talk to the rest of the townspeople." Bye. Pretty much. But I thought we were gonna be romancing. <laughs> <laughs> well, she kind of. She, I mean, you know, it's not like we weren't really like, the romance options are very limited if it's co-op. Like it's yeah. just kind of just play the game alongside each other but she's been very interested in like maxing the farm out, and, okay, like, just pumping yeah. the economy, like seeing what she can, see how far she can take the farming and but she's also been chatting with like the villagers like she befriended the home like the local homeless man who lives in a tent okay and it turns That's out nice. he's actually a pretty cool guy okay cool he just wanted to like not he's not he's like homeless by choice kind of thing you oh kind of yeah. like anti-materialistic yeah yeah but the townspeople don't understand they don't they don't get him you know yeah um anyway it's like it's kind of fun so i've been enjoying in the co-op stardew um, I think we've fallen off the last couple of weeks we've kind of stopped playing but for a f- couple of months there we were playing like every night you know? wow so, um, a good, that's pretty cool a good option if you're um, if you've got a significant other and you're into those kinds of games you know um, life sim sort of stuff uh, the other things I've been playing is just the usual Rob games you yeah, know like Total Crusader Wars Kings. yeah exactly so yeah. we've talked about before so I won't cool. go into all that. What about you, AC? What have you been? Uh, what have you been playing on the old Nintendo Switch? Nintendo Switch. Nintendies. Uh, you know, I've been I've been playing a bit, um, but nothing like super su- substantial that's really gripped me. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not in a I'm not in a state of grippedness with anything in particular right yeah. now. I'll, I'll kind of potter around, and sometimes I get, and this has been happening to me for a while. Like I'll <clears throat> suddenly have an urge to play something. And it's not like I really want to get back into it and finish it wholesale. I just want to scratch that itch. Yeah, just play a little bit. And sometimes scratching that itch is all I need because as I as I've I've even written an article about a published article about this before is that like I'm a gamer, but it's not my like it's not like my main identifier. It's not like who I am as a person. It's not like my only identity or anything like that. Yeah. I'm I'm a retro gamer and I'm an occasional gamer. Mm. You know, I'm, I'll happily play some of the things that have come out that'll interest me and like I'll play through a game so long as it's not too long. Sometimes I'll play through a super long game, but I'm not I'm not at home like every night after May goes to bed, like game, 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 yeah. game. I'm just not that sort of person. No. I love games and I love hearing about games and like staying in the culture mm. and playing games, but I just, I have a whole lot of other things going on in my life. So games are just... On equal footing with a whole bunch of my other hobbies, you know, yeah. of which I have quite a few. Yeah, yeah. So, um, let's see. Uh, the, the first thing I wanted to talk about was, I suppose, Mario Golf. Yes. I was looking forward to Mario Golf because I like golf games. I like everybody's golf. I mean, I know golf. I mean, I know golf. Um, and it looked good in all of the advertisements. Mm. I got it. And like a lot of other people out there, I was pretty disappointed. Mm. I played this thing for like a week solid. 
I got through a lot of the campaign. I played through a lot of the solo matches and, and stuff like that. But it's just not that fun. Mm. It's a shame. It is a shame. Um, <clears throat> like, I do want to play it with other people because I haven't played it with anyone else. Yes. As of yet. single player. So it might be better uh, as a... Um, as a multiplayer, but the single player mode, uh, it's not chill. That is my problem with this. Like when I play a golf game, it's kind of chill, you know, like you you can, you can play, you know, you can watch your phone as, but in this game, it's like you hit the ball. You got to run after your ball. You got to, where you're running after your ball, you can run out of stamina and you can knock other players like uh, NPCs out of the way and stuff like that. They they tried to make it like exciting. Yeah. They tried to make it like, a, a golf game where you have to run to your ball before everyone else gets to their ball. So there's this strategic element where you want to hit it far, but not too far, but knock people out of the way, but not get knocked out of the way. And you can move, use special moves. But then there's also this other thing where you got to like do the course within a certain amount of... Um, strokes? Strokes. Like a like a twenty hole course or eighteen hole course where you got to run back and forth and it's got to be done within forty uh, strokes otherwise you fail and I did it and I only just did it mm. a couple of times and like I got about halfway through the campaign and like I moved through the desert area and like a whole bunch of stuff and mm-hmm. I put it down and I just went I'm not having fun yeah like it's just not a fun game like I think you need to do the campaign like the the single player stuff to unlock everything mm. and I wasn't having fun doing that so mm. I probably couldn't unlock the rest of the multiplayer fun stuff yeah it's a real shame yeah I was looking forward to it and I was like I got it like day one and I got it home and I you know installed it and I went I'm going to take my time with this it's a golf game you know I'm just going to do it incrementally yeah but then the more I played of it over the next week the more I went yeah this this, this weird at first I was like unsure like oh maybe I'm, I haven't gotten to the good bit yet yeah. But the more I got into it, the more I realized it's just more of this. Well, you gave it a good go. You played it for like a solid week. I did. I gave it a go. So, and, you know, you yeah. can't be you can't be accused of like not not, you know, trying or like opening your mind to the game or something yeah. like that. I mean, it's still not over. I want to play it yeah. um with more people. Like I want to play it maybe with you or Maria. I'd love to. I mean, I mm. you know, I like golf games and stuff and Yeah. I think but I think part of the reason I like golf games is like you, I, I find them relaxing and yeah. peace. Like, so in, <laughs> in the in the competitive bit, I don't think you have to do the chasing after your ball the thing. thing yeah. I think you can just play normal golf with the Mario characters, and there are a couple of obstacles and is that a new mechanic? special shots and stuff like that. Yeah, the running after the ball is a kind of a new mechanic, but I, it's not original to this game. I think yeah. the original game that did that, like combat golf, not really combat, but it was called Ninja Golf. Okay. And it was an exclusive game for the Atari 7800. Oh, wow, there you go. Where you would hit the ball and then you would side-scroll to where the ball is and beat up ninjas along the way. <laughs> it's, a fun, it's a fun game. It's, it's fun like game. people have been trying to make golf more interesting for a while now. Yeah, they have. And that was probably the, the, the one good time they did it. And it was more of a novelty than anything else. Like, think... Because it was one of the only good games on the 7800. I think that's the problem. Is like I can, I can see why someone would want to make golf more exciting, but... The fuck when you do that you fuck up golf like the part of golf that makes it good weirdly is is that it's boring yeah. like it's like the, the the stately pace you know you walk across a big green field there's blue skies it's very relaxing and kind of pleasant yeah. you know i like i like golf games because you get to look at a lot of green grass a lot of blue sky sunny you know it's a sunny day 
you just knock a ball around the field and you know maybe you win maybe you don't but you yeah. have a relaxing time you get to have a drink your, your soda or your beer while you do it if you like and, yeah, yeah it's it's, but, an, it's a very alcoholic game golf yeah it's yeah. very like conducive. I mean it is, it is Scottish so yeah it's conducive <laughs> drinking definitely mm. but like if you have to like if you've got like a timer and you like elbow people out of the way and stuff, that sounds stressful. It does. It is stressful and it's just not it's just not fun. And I think Nintendo will probably learn this lesson and the next time they do a golf game they'll walk it back. I think the, the best Nintendo Mario golf game was done by Camelot. Okay. Who did like an RPG style golf game oh. for the uh, Game Boy Color, which huh. was uh, very, very in depth and, yeah. and quite good from memory. Well, they've really taken Mar- I mean I'm I'm speaking the obvious here but like they've really taken mario golf in a bunch of different directions over the years haven't they? they have yeah yeah they really have um the other thing i've been doing is um i got a new tv yes you did yes i did and this is a <laughs> this is a sony trinitron crt so the big motherfucking big whacking wampin tvs that take up the entire space of your hatchback with both of the back seats down. Yeah. That was the size of the TV. I could not get it inside by myself. I needed Uncle Robbie's help yeah. to get this thing in. Um, it is it is a massive motherfucker. Like, this is one of the fine... Not the final, but one of the final CRT models mm. that came out. Like, um, it's very big. It's widescreen, which, you know, they didn't really start doing until the 2000s. Mm. Um, it's Sony, which I, I really like. Yeah. Because they do good quality. Um, it has SCART or SCART cables. Yeah, that's unusual. Uh, which is mostly a European thing. We did get them in Australia a little bit. But um, but the, the SCART also came with adapters. So mm. you could p- put in uh, 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 RGB or component cables as well as uh, composite mm-hmm. as well. Uh, and you and I had a fun afternoon setting that up. Yeah. And then we chucked on some games. And actually it like, looked pretty freaking good it does doesn't it yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you don't get the anti-aliasing stuff uh, and the echo the like the picture echoes that you get with composite the component and and which is basically scar signals uh look really good like when you have a satin on that screen it is arcade quality yeah. you and i were playing x-men children of the atom and we couldn't get past the first goddamn fight which was a sentinel <laughs> <laughs> yeah. very difficult game that one yeah yeah uh Probably because I haven't played it in ages, but that was fun. Uh, I've I've just been tooling around on it, you know, like trying different things. Um, I've been trying to hook up my 32X, my Sega 32X at the moment, which I've done, but it doesn't have sound. The 32X is is the is the add-on for the Sega Master System. Uh, sorry, the the uh, Sega Mega Drive slash Genesis. But it's not the Sega. I always get this confused. It's not the Sega CD. It's a different thing. It it's, is a different thing. It's the mushroom. It's the mushroom on top. top yeah. And it's a cartridge-based thing. It is indeed. Yeah. Yes. It can yeah. also you can play normal Mega Drive uh, slash Genesis cartridges in it. Mm. Okay. Um, as a pass-through, but yeah, I do actually have six. Six or so uh, 32X games. Uh, and I played Doom 32X, which we've reviewed before for uh, um, Bit Seizure. Mm-hmm. And I played Star Wars Arcade. Oh, okay. Which is... Uh, it's Is that like a Super Star Wars thing? No. Okay. it's It's like... It's meant to be like the 90s arcade they did of Star Wars. I didn't know there was a... 
There was, yeah, it's it, it's a convoluted history. Interesting. Um, it's not that great, honestly. It's a very 90s sort of thing. If you want to play a really good Star Wars arcade, mm. play the original Atari Star Wars Vector arcade. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it, right. it, it's, it's, it's all vector-based, and you do the trench run, uh, and despite the fact it's vector, it looks really cool. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. I um, But you need to cool. find an original arcade cabinet for that, which is yes. kind of fairly rare these days, but I've, I have played it. It is very good. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm still working on that. I ended up going in there, dusting lovingly all my consoles and like, you know, vacuuming everything. The area behind there is a complete mess of cables. Like it's almost Mm. impossible. But because Mm. I also have this massive CRT with, with, uh, widescreen, Mm. I set up a VHS player and a laser disc player. <laughs> nice. Okay. So I've got, I've got it all set up there. So we can watch the Ninja Turtles movie. We could. We could. Yep. We can even watch the original unedited best quality Star Wars. Mm. With Luke, where Han still shoots first. He still shoots and first. We get the proper proper song at the end of Return of the Jedi. You get the nub nub yub nub. <laughs> the you nub. Get the, you get yub the nub song. We crave. <laughs> all the yub nub. All the yub nub that you've you you've ever wanted. <laughs> on Laserdisc, and I think Laserdisc, like, it's S-Video quality, so it's, like, probably 480i, which mm. uh, is, like, uh, 480 interlaced. Yeah. Um, and that's probably the best you're going to get from the, any of the original source material unless you have the movies. Mm. Um, yeah. So that's something that we can probably do at one stage. I would love I, to. Yeah, I know you love the original Star Wars movies, yeah. unedited, so... Yeah, I would, I'd really like to watch those with you at some point. Like, yeah. Uh, yes, we should do that. We should. Um, I've also set up a, a projector at the moment. I do this incrementally every year. For my birthday, I set up the projector. We didn't use it then, but uh, we set up it, the projector so May could kind of experience what a movie is like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and she really liked it. She watched a um, pretty, uh, pretty Cure, pretty Cure movie. Okay. Because uh, she's really into pretty Cure at the moment and Doraemon. Oh. Anime. Um, so she really liked that. We actually did the whole thing where we had the chalk top and the and the uh, oh, cinema hot dog and the popcorn. Top, so yeah. yeah. So she was she was <laughs> she was uh, very happy with that, yeah. and it was good because it means that we might be able to take her to an actual cinema one day. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, anyway, uh, after that was over, you and I hooked up the Game Cubes. Yes. Over a projector. Oh, yes. <laughs> and, and we played F-Zero X. That's an awesome fucking game. It is so good. We'll talk about this because I reckon yeah. we're going to do this for a featured game probably in our next... Yeah, let's save... I'll save some, I'll save some of my comments then. But yeah, but yeah. It, it was very good, very smooth. Like, mm. buttery 30 oh. frames a second. <laughs> oh, it's... She's smooth, all right. Oh, no, she's good. She's, she's, she's looking real good. At, uh, <laughs> smooth as silk. <laughs> it, really, it really is. The music's very good. But we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that another day. Yeah. Um, but the main thing we wanted to talk about today yeah. was something that you and I played today. We did. And deeply regretted. <laughs> it upset me. <laughs> it legitimately upset Rob. Like, I was pretty upset with it, and I thought, uh, I'm just overreacting. I'm like an old man who's yelling at a cloud. Old man yells at cloud. And then Rob played it, and then it was old men yell at cloud. Yeah. Uh, because we uh, played, I bought, and we both played, why did I buy this? Uh, Alex Kidd in Miracle World DX. Yes, this is the uh, what would you call it? Like a like a graphical reboot or like a like, it's a it. remaster, remaster of HD remake. I don't know what we call it these yeah. days of um of Alex Kidd in Miracle World, which is uh, it's not my favorite game. It's not your favorite game, but it is our collective favorite game. That's right. I think it, it yes by default by default yes. 
<laughs> our tastes are so broadly different um, that this is the only one thing that we can agree on. It is. It is. It is for better or worse a classic game. A fucking classic. It Stone is. Cold classic, especially uh, in Australia. Uh, whether it's a good game, it's not. <laughs> so we in our um, in the hundreds hundredth episode of Game Life Balance Australia, we said mm-hmm. we gave uh, Alex Kid uh, a must play. Mm-hmm. Five out of five, ten out of ten. Right. You must play, but we also added the caveat that it's not a good game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you must it's play shit house game. You must play this mediocre game, because um, like, th- so this game is very similar in some ways. This DX version to the Wonder Boy Three, the Dragon's Trap remake reskin yeah. thing that came out yeah. like three years ago I think mm-hmm. which was very much the same thing it was an old Sega Master System game that some people remember really fondly but a lot of people never got to experience and they did a graphical kind of overlay but yeah. you can press a button and it goes back to the way it used to look and you can play the game um, this game is very similar to that but it's a bit different because it seems like they took Alex Kidd and and they changed stuff, AC. They changed a few things. They did. Um, and that's where we ran into problems. So yeah. we, you and I are incredibly au fait with the original source material. We're very familiar with this game. Yeah. We play the shit out of this Not game. Not only yeah. in uh, the original PAL 50 hertz, but also the NTSC 60 hertz. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I modded my console so we could play it. You and I have done this on stream. On a video in an episode of um, Bit Seizure. Yes. Where we did a segment called Play to Win. It was the only time we ever won. Yeah. Where we completed Alex Kidd. And I think we did it in like 40 minutes or so. Yeah, like first first playthrough, I think. Yeah, we did. We did. Yeah. We, did, we, did we, we just ran through that thing level by level, life by life. Yep. We did it. We know this game back to front. Uh, which is where we ran into problems with this game. Because it's so close, but it ain't quite... Right. Yeah, there's there's some little things that are different. And I think... The way Alex Kidd controls... Yeah, that's the number one thing. The number one thing, he doesn't jump the right way. He's more squirrely than he was. And, Mm. like, he's squirrely in the original. Mm. But this game, despite the fact that Alex Kidd is incredibly squirrely, needs precision platforming. So if it wasn't hard enough in the original, it is fucking hard now. Yeah. When I first got this game, I thought... Oh, I do, there's an infinite lives cheat. Yeah. Uh, and cheat. It's an option. It's not even a cheat. You yeah. can just tick the box mm. and you get infinite lives. And no harm, no foul. You can complete the whole thing. I didn't put that on at first. And I went, I know, Alex Kid. if this is the exact same as the original, just with like a, a HD overhaul yeah. for the graphics, I will be able to get this thing with the original three lives picking up somewhere along the way. Yeah, exactly. I was wrong. Yeah. I had to turn infinite lives on and there were some areas in this game which I failed and failed and failed and they've changed the boss yeah they've changed some of the boss fights yeah they have they've also changed some of in fact i think they've changed all of the boss fights where you need to fight a, a boss well, there's like, actual not fighting just, going on they yeah, changed it they yeah. have yeah completely it's, it's much harder uh and it's just not as fun yeah. they've added extra levels the extra levels are short but they're just much harder yeah like they've just condensed like a hard Alex Kid level into a much shorter space of time mm. and they've just made it more difficult yeah and it's just not fun no those extra levels like the one before the volcano uh just not fun like it's it just seems like busy work because yeah. it's like oh you just added more to this game like 
There's nothing substantial yeah, about it. Yeah, it's like, okay, now I have to get through this thing now, you know? Um, yeah. I th- it yeah. wasn't exciting to see a new level. It was like, oh, God, they've made a short level and they've made it incredibly hard because why not? Yeah, exactly. And, like, so, like, when, whenever someone complains about controls, it sounds really... It can sound, like, really petty or, like, a small thing. Yeah. But you have to understand, like, we played this... We played the original game a lot, and it is a reasonably difficult game. It so is. It is kind of a... And this made me realise mm. that Alex Kid and Miracle Ball is a hateful game. There's a lot of things wrong with it, Yeah, you know? there is. And the only reason that we find it easy is because we've played it so much. But that being said, you know, like, there was a charm to the original yeah. that, like, you, you got used to the controls and you needed to kind of... It was, like... The, the slightest of slight RPG elements in there, like where you buy stuff and you... Yeah, kind you, have of, men, you have your menu of items. Yeah, yeah, and you kind of get through and you kind of figure out the systems of the games. Like, mm. we figured that out mm. as we went along. And yeah. Yeah. And so, like, that's, that's the thing is, like, it still has some of that to it. The problem is that, like, it's hard to describe. Like, there are areas of the game where you and I have learned over many, many years how to, how to get through that area, that difficult area. You do this thing or you yeah. do that thing and... Because the controls are just a little bit different, just a tiny bit, just a bit off. It doesn't work anymore. The thing, no. that, that the technique that you've learned doesn't work, um, and that put it. it it's very disorienting because it it makes you feel like, well, I have to just relearn this whole game. And it sounds so silly to say that because when you press the button and to put it back into the way it used to look, it looks a lot like the yeah. old game. So it has a classic mode where you you press a uh, right bumper. Yeah. And it switches back to classic the, mode. The, the old and it looks like it. It looks exactly like it. And even the new enemies they've put in the game looks exactly like it. Mm. But it's not the same. But it doesn't feel like it. It's actually what we realized is that it's actually, it's not an emulator. They've, they've remade the entire game. From the ground and then, up. And then gone back and tried to make it feel like the old game. Mm. And like, they've got it pretty close. It's just, it's, it's alternate reality, Alex kid. Yeah. Is what it is. It's funny. We've slid into an alternate reality and everything's just that little bit off. The golden gate bridge is blue. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, a little, <laughs> yeah, it's right. Exactly. Right. And like, it's like Homer went back and punched a dinosaur and now everything's a little bit different. Yeah. Um, when you were first complaining to me about this game, yeah. part of me was like, and I will admit this part of me was thinking to myself, yeah, but maybe it's, maybe AC just, doesn't remember or maybe he maybe it's been a while yeah since he's played the original and he's forgotten that it's actually hard and i admitted that and i yeah. said that's why you need to play this game yeah so i sh- I, I shoved this game in front of you mm. Mm. and i had the exact same experience as you yeah. i found myself very frustrated with it mm. and and the thing is i went through this i learned the systems like yeah. i learned the way to jump but it didn't feel good yeah like eventually you figure out like how this is they... how alex kid jumps mm. and there's always just enough height where you can like master that jump where you punch the top block mm. Mm. but you could only do it every like fifth time in this one no matter how many times you yeah. did it there was yeah. just that they made. They tried to make it too precision-like to yeah. punch the top block to jump on the top, and yeah. it just made it frustrating. It was a very frustrating game. It's just like funny how little that little change, like just making the jump a little bit slower off the mark and making yeah. him a little bit more squirrely, like imperceptibly probably, but enough that someone who's experienced with the game notices it. And we tested this because in the game you if, can unlock an emulator. Yeah, if you finish the game on infinite. Either yeah. like original or infinite lives. I finished it on infinite lives and there were some bits where I just died over and over and over and over and over again because it just it, it just wasn't fun and I just was couldn't get past it. Mm, mm. 
Um, and yeah. I just kind of gave up and just kept dying and dying and just not caring. Um, Pardon me. So I got to the end of the game. Mm. Uh, and then one of the most frustrating things of this game is, you know, at the end of Alex Kidd, um, you defeat uh, Jankin the Great. Yep. And there is a room yes. where there's a whole bunch of symbols on the ground. You have to hit the symbols correctly and then a crown appears and there's a whole bunch of spikes and you have to jump precisely over the spikes three times to get to the crown and you've won the game. Mm-hmm. The, the, the jump physics are so off in this mm-hmm. that I had to do this 20 times. Like, wow. I, I memorized the sequence... For jumping over the um the like jumping shapes. on the the shapes yeah to make the crown appear, but because the jump physics was so off, mm. I kept jumping into the spikes, mm. and then you have to do the puzzle all over again. Oh, so, but, yeah, and yeah. if you and if you like get lazy and accidentally touch another block, then the ghost appears and kills That's you. That's right. Yeah. Um. So yeah. even after you've done that, there's this thing called the homecoming stage where Alex is in a little uh, biplane. Mm-hmm. Going through and it becomes a shooter in the last level, oh, very right. much a, ca- a la um, uh, Super Mario Land or yeah. Kirby. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. the last level of the original Kirby for the He's NES was plane. like that as well. Yeah, uh, and it's it's not that level is okay. Mm. I don't want to say it's great, um, but it's it's kind of a kick in the guts. Mm. I kind of wish that that level had been a little bit earlier in the game because after you go through. <laughs> Through this this thing of like jumping over and getting the crown and saying I got to get back to my homeland, and then he's in a biplane and there's all these like mm. you know if if you're not some of it's pattern memorization if you if you run out of lives then playing through without infinite lives yeah I could imagine you would hate this game by that stage yeah if, if after beating the game you then have to beat another stage and yeah. then die yeah yeah that would be really irritating yeah so yeah. look the music is good or at least the remixes of the original music is good the um, the new music they've put in there that they've created by themselves not great but not terrible yeah. I'm going to say not yeah. terrible but it's nowhere near as memorable as the original and you know this is two old men yelling at clouds <laughs> I think though if you do compare it because you, you can unlock that emulator yeah you can and then you can compare and you can go well here's how the original game played more or less and then here's how this game plays this new version and you can really notice it like we I got very far in the in like 10 minutes in the emulated version mm. like and I didn't realize for a while, oh, I'm still on my first, my original couple of lives and I've gotten really far. And in the, in the DX version, I died like many, many times. And I realized your AC is right. AC is not crazy. This <laughs> well, game, this, I'm well, not about this far. specific thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, probably still about this specific thing because we're, we are two old men like yelling at a game, like th- they remixed it. And I just wish they'd made a new Alex Kidd platformer. Yes. Because I probably would have bought that and been much more enthusiastic and willing to learn new systems rather than just doing the original. Yeah, I think the fact that we went back and played a game we're very familiar with, where the controls are a bit off, it just doesn't leave a good taste in your mouth. I think if you were not super familiar with Alex Kidd or if you only played it a little bit back in the day, like maybe you went to your mate's house and he had it and you're Mm. like, oh, I remember that game. This might be fun. But for people like us who have like, for, for better or worse, really fond of that game. But here's the thing. Here's the thing about this game is that there are a couple of things that you do in this game which yeah. um, require Alex's kind of weird floaty but still like drop like a rock mechanics. Yeah. And this game misses that by mm. a little bit. Like mm. 
Sometimes you see a block and you think, can I get that? You jump up and you go, pachow, and you get the block and you can actually make it up on there on the first point. You go, oh, wow, I can do that. Kind of like how in Mario, you're not sure if you can make a jump. Yeah, and then you're like, try, run really hard and you hold down the button and you do it. Yeah, and then kind of like this, can I punch that top block and you can. But in this game, it... There's, there's no like hard it just doesn't seem hard and fast like it seems a lot more you need to be so much more precise to hit that top block mm. and then hit another block and then get jump up there again <laughs> and that yeah. takes like 10 times yeah. which means that they made it too precise with too low of a jump kind of arc to be able to hit that yeah. so in that I think that they've failed yeah I think it's it's I can see they've tried. I can see areas where they put a lot of heart and soul into it. Mm. And, and the graphics are good. Yeah, like I really... The, the HD I graphics are cool. That's the thing I really will say is that, like, the the, 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 the reimagining of, of the Alex Kid world is really cool. Mm. Like, it, it brings it back to life. It makes it exciting. Like, there's that island you go to after the... There's, like, the octopus part. And then you get to the island with all the blue and red, like, dots. You mm. know that one? You know that one I'm talking about. The way they, um... The way they it's do, like a bonus level. Yeah. The way they render that in the DX version is mm. beautiful. Like, it yeah. just looks so colourful and lovely and... Yeah. Like it even it, has original music. Yeah. yeah, it's cool. So, can't fault them for that. I just feel like the precision... It's such a silly complaint. But because it's a bad platformer in some ways, mm. you need those controls to be, to be spot on. Yeah. Yeah, it just doesn't work. You need too much precision, whereas the original Alex Kidd, like, he was very floaty, but you didn't need as much precision. That's right. That was the conceit there, is, like, he's kind of a bit, like, kind of a bit dumb, but he, when he goes, badoo, and, like, puts Mm. out his fist, Mm -hmm. it stays there for this, like, fraction of a second longer Mm. that you are able to punch more than one thing, or you can do it twice in a row really quickly, and this game just doesn't have that, Mm. which adds a level of frustration. Yeah. Yeah. We got got oddly serious at the end there, but (laughs) we are... Uh, talking about something we are very, very familiar with. We're passionate about this game. We are. So, um, it's funny because we're like the target audience almost for this. We really are. And I'd say, like, I don't want to besmirch the company who put all the effort in and I can see the changes they did. A lot of effort went into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I'm sorry, but you failed. Yeah, it just didn't quite work no it didn't i appreciate the effort you put in but yeah if you could do that just overlay it onto the original alex kid you probably would have done so much more better <laughs> yeah that's right that's right well um yeah certainly curious to see it anyway it, it was yeah mm. i mean like i don't particularly regret the 27 dollars that I, I used to play it but yeah it's it's still not twenty seven dollars. I'm ever going to get back. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, that's the uh, we're coming towards the end of a a game life balance Australia episode one hundred and five. My wife is now asleep on the couch. Uh, apparently, Candy Crush couldn't keep her yeah, awake. It's very the opening ceremony in mute couldn't keep her awake, and we couldn't keep her awake either. Well, they're up to Haiti now, so. <laughs> 80. 80. It's coming along. Um, yeah. How many countries are there? Like, I don't know. Six? 211. Oh, God. Something like that. We could probably get rid of some of those. With spiders <laughs> and snakes. That's right. <laughs> We're coming for you, New Zealand. <laughs> we'll, we'll send them a complimentary box of spiders. And snakes. <laughs> and spiders and snakes. Shoot Jacinda with a shotgun full of funnel webs. Uh, no, she yeah. looks tough enough to take that. Yeah, she could. She probably. I reckon. I reckon she'd take that. She'd probably catch all of them individually, and then just flick them back at you. Yeah, Matrix I, I, style. I respect and fear Jacinda. I don't. <laughs> um, well, I think most Australians do. Can we, have, I, can we have her instead of ScoMo? <laughs> We've got a competent leader. Help us. Yeah, I'll take Justin Trudeau. I'll take anyone. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyway. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening to our illustrious podcast. We illustrious hope you enjoyed indeed, it. Yes. No, uh, that, was, that was a lot of fun. It's been a while since we recorded. Yeah. Um, we will do a proper review. Although Alex Kidd was a pretty proper review. I think we've reviewed that. But we will talk about our experiences futuristic racing in the F0X or whatever it is. Yeah, F0X. F-Zero. Uh, we'll talk about that. Oh, yeah. yeah that that'll, was great. That'll, that'll be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, for episode 106 coming out in 10 years time That's on Game Life Balance Australia. If the world is still a thing. <laughs> it's still a thing. It's like, no, Earth has been cancelled. That's right. Yeah. After all the stuff it did. Ah, oh, man, that, that COVID stuff, it just, it just, we, we weren't feeling it. So we just decided to blow up the, the Earth, start again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Elon. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, he escaped. That bastard. This, this is like... There's like like the the giant cock rocket going into space because it was shaped like a cock. <laughs> it was very suggestive. And then there's just Rob hanging to the outside, going, "I've got COVID." Yeah. <laughs> the end of Alien, or Aliens, or whatever. All right. Thanks all. Thanks all. Um, Toodle pip. <laughs>